Hello and welcome to the Green Dragon Podcast's long-awaited, very long-awaited Articon 2 Ard Harder. This is Jeremy, <laughs> and I'm here with Matt. Ard Harder. Oh, yes, number two. Let's do it. And Kylie. Hello, hello. Hello. Oh, you bet you didn't see that one coming. <laughs> good, good, good. Now, this is a very exciting episode because we are back in person. We are in the same room. Good to see you, Matt. Good to see you, Kylie. Welcome back. You guys back from the UK summer, so you've clearly been tanned and all that fine weather you've had. It's been, I'm just so jealous. We've only had like 15 degrees here, cloudy weather. It's been a real nightmare of <laughs> the, a, summer, a winter. The irony is that when we were over there, it was rainy and miserable and it was sunny back here in Melbourne. So, you know. Yeah, no, I don't think that's even ironic. on that. I, I think that's just standard, right? Mm. That, that's not unusual, really. Oh, that's a shame. Uh, no, we were inside the whole time. Didn't matter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That, no, that's, we were that's, playing games. That's proper Lord <laughs> of the Rings players inside we were at it all up times. Hard. <laughs> mm. So, firstly, for, there, there is a chance that someone's listening to this for the very first time. That's come across this and like maybe was searching for music on SoundCloud or something like that and accidentally found our podcast. Good on Fools. them. Welcome, listener. Welcome, 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 welcome. This is our first question. What is Articon? So, Articon is. Well, it's kind of the biggest Middle Earth SBG tournament in the world. 200 plus pays every year they've run it for the past couple of years, I think. I added that last little caveat in there as I started saying Every year for the last two years. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's a big tournament. It's not a small tournament. About half of the attendees at the tournament are internationals coming from uh, as far as where we came from, Australia, and as close as, you know, next door in, like, Ireland or something because the tournament is held in Manchester. 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 Manchester At the Manchester Piccadilly Hotel. The Mercure. 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 Yes. Yes. Oh, do we have consensus on how to pronounce it? It is absolutely not. Go with Matt's pronunciations (laughs) because mine are always awful. Good, good, good. Mercure. Fantastic. It looks looks really nice. I saw some photos of the Mercure and I thought this yeah. is a good place for a, for an event. It's a really good hotel. It's yeah. really nice. The international suite is really, really funky. Although there was the the they have these like moving lights and as as a backstage aficionado working in that kind of industry, I was constantly having to move them so they're pointing back at the sandaliers. <laughs> and it was kind of really irking me <laughs> to the point where they just kept getting knocked, so I just I had to give up. And yeah, it was just I, just more yeah. I found myself walking around the hall a couple of times. I got blinded by those spotlights they had coming up from the floor. Yeah, I feel like they should have been <laughs> mounted on the wall somewhere or at least on the roof. But, you know, I could see why they do it from the floor. Better angles. Make some nice, brighter lights. To our too. first listener here who's listening to our podcast for the yep. first time. Yeah, yes. this is the kind of stuff we normally talk about. This is yeah, a yeah. pretty usual detour for us. Keep listening. It gets better. No, oh, Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, no guarantee, but absolutely it does. So... So, was it bright then, Matt, with, with all those lights around? Could you see what you're doing at the Mercure? Um, it, was, it was weirdly dim at times, actually. <laughs> like, they, they seemed to play with the dimmer quite a bit. But, uh, yeah, no, the, the lighting was pretty cool. They were able to do a lot with it. Yep. So, yeah. That oh, that's good. Because nice. I have been to some, like, conventions and events where it's really hard to see. So, everyone puts their models on the table. They've painted them for months they're, 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 and everything just looks grey. You can't I, see a thing. I think there was one morning where it was very dim and then they turned yeah. it up and everyone's just like, oh, okay, it is daylight. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're on a plane, they open all those windows yes, and like, it's yeah. daytime now, everyone open your windows. That's exactly what it was, yeah. <laughs> That's really good. 
people start arriving on the Thursday. Is that correct? That's right. Yes. Generally speaking, yeah. although there are a couple of crazy psycho professionals that arrive the Friday morning, and probably some people to set it up as well. I imagine. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'm. I'm not sure how much time it takes to set up, but like w- when we get there, you know, everything's ready. It's ready to yeah. go. They they spend that's all, actually a really cool part of it. From what I understand, they spend all day Thursday setting up. Sure. Yeah. I'm not surprised. Yeah, that makes that sense. At all. Yeah. And in terms of like booking out the venue that makes a lot of sense as well you don't want it for an extra day just to set up if you can set up in one day so yeah yeah, because i imagine the cost for that venue would be would be very uh, substantial yeah Yeah. exorbitant maybe maybe i don't know maybe they're getting some deal who knows but it's people all around the world meeting at one venue which is pretty exciting how's the the language going can people all communicate with each other do they understand Um, australian so <laughs> we will get into that because there were some times where people looked at us like we were speaking a second language. Well, in fairness, that's often how we look at each other. P- particularly between when you when you have an Australian, a Yank, and a Pom sitting in the in in the same kind of space, and then you realize we're all talking English, but we're not talking the same. English. Some stuff does get lost in translation, yes, especially yeah. when Kylie starts making up words, which is something <laughs> she does a lot. But uh, yeah, no, I I didn't find anyone that couldn't speak English. Obviously, some people have more. English than others, but uh, otherwise, yeah, it was pretty easy to communicate. Mm. You know, I had the same thing when we went last time. Um, yeah, everyone was was pretty good, even if they weren't. I feel like you can usually communicate pretty well in terms of the game. Like there were a couple of people who who weren't totally fluent, but uh, yeah, it, it didn't really matter. You knew yeah. what you were talking yeah. about. Yeah, and did people mingle amongst each other as well, or did you have like these little countries and like fake borders and it's, people checking passports? To, this is the Spanish area. Please stay out. And that there, sort of- there were definitely elements of that, but yeah. because there was only a couple, of, like it was us two, and then Chris and Matthew Buckwell, who were the yeah, only yeah. other Australians, um, and Cam. We, uh, well, yes, yeah. okay, and, and Cam. <laughs> we all because Cam wasn't there on the Thursday. Oh right? no, fair enough. That's Friday why morning. we've got him, not because yeah. he's actually been to Australia um, once. But I, I think did Matt as well rock up on. Friday yeah, or Matt, Matt yeah. rocked up on the Friday. That's right. But morning, Chris like was that. there. We met Chris on Thursday yeah. night, and we just sort of hung out with everyone. I think. Oh, we mingled. We mingled super hard. I think we got on really well though with um the Norwegian guys and the Canadians and the Canadians. Mm. Yeah. Always the Canadians. So I Canadians think. Were a lot of fun. Uh, and honestly, I think that makes a lot of sense in terms of sort of the type of countries. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just my own Ooh, like, go say weird it, Matt, bias. Say it, Matt. I no, I just feel like Norway and Canada and Australia are all sort of quite similar in terms of manner. You're talking about socioeconomic client. That is exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, 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 I just yeah, I didn't want to say that because I know someone's going to go. Gonna get get offended. Yeah. You know what? No, they don't. They don't. They're, they're realistic about it. And there are mm. there are things. But it's also um, those are listeners for the Green Dragon as well. So if you look at our top five countries, I think it's. Uh, US, UK, Australia, Norway, and Canada, I believe. Or Honestly, if I think about all the groups that I hung out with the most during the tournament, it is definitely the Norwegians, the Canadians, and the, the Americans. Like, mm. there, there are some great pictures online of us doing mm. stupid stuff on like the Thursday, the Friday, the Saturday, and the Sunday night, just kind of hanging out and having some drinks, having some fun. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then, you know, and, and who you hang out with also can depend on who you actually play during the yeah, exactly. during the games. Agreed. So, yeah. yeah. And just location, because that's a lot of people. Were there a lot of people there? Well, sorry. Were there people there that weren't playing? So people that were just there to visit and see how it's going? Or was it, do you think it was mostly players? A handful. There wouldn't be as many as you think. There's probably no more than a couple of dozen that just kind of swung by to have a look. Yeah, I would have said exactly the same. Not too many. So not yeah. family members or like... Uh, Maybe a couple. Couple? Yeah, yeah there's a few. Yeah, yeah. I know that um, the Iversons. The Iversons' yeah. Uh, mother mm. yeah, was there. Yep, yep. Sorry, and I can't remember your name. I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> it was, it's Matthew. Yes. Uh, 
Oh no, it's a hard name to remember. Isn't <laughs> I'm it? trying to remember. I'm this out. like because because it's I'm hard. trying to remember it. I'm not going to remember it because I'm Evan. trying. Yes, Evan. Yes, yes. Yep. And yes, mm. that was the Iversons were there. Yes. Um. Yeah. <laughs> hey guys. <laughs> uh, so disclaimer: I apologize to anyone that I muck up your name or I forget your name because there were a lot of names being thrown around. And I am awful, mm. awful with names. Like Both you of can, us are. you can attest yeah, to that's this. True. Yes. How yeah. bad I am with names. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm constantly reminding you to. You've got to use people's names. Names are important, and you do it like, nah, nah, I'm not going to do it. It's not that I don't try. I try really hard, oh, but because mm. I try so hard, I forget twice as fast. You're very lucky. I ended out all the nicknames you give people as well. I think there'll be some people writing in and uh, having a chat to us about it sometimes. <laughs> I, I'm like lucky that all my opponents were very distinctive, so I didn't have much trouble remembering <laughs> all of them, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Like a lot of people did say throughout the, uh, the three, four days that, um, oh, Hey, I listened to green, <gasps> green dragon. I recognize your voice. That yeah. was a, a lot of it. Like I'd just be talking to someone. They'd be like, are you on the green dragon? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, man. Uh, and did you, did you have to say hello? Every time <laughs> oh, you no, I never said that. Okay, not not once. I'm just like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> now, now, did you did you ever have to go? Do you know who I am? No, uh, <laughs> obviously there were people who did not know who I was, but I never said. I oh, you know what? Maybe I did. Maybe I'm, <laughs> I I might have said like, "Have you ever listened to the Green Dragon?" Yeah. Um, but I don't think there was anyone that had listened to it and didn't know who I was. Oh, and if I they said I, no, did you just walk away and say? Our time, our time is over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I'd just be like, "Oh, well, not a fan, not interested." <laughs> <laughs> I think I would do that. I would play that up so much if I went sure, over. I would yeah. be I would be having some fun with that. I, I did love it though. Every time someone was like, Yeah, we, we do or I do listen, I'd be like, That's great, man. I we I'm promise we're trying to get more content content out. <laughs> we're really trying. And they're like, Yeah, hurry up, come on, man. You don't have to apologize for it. <laughs> we're gonna end up one day with like if they ever find out where we are, like where we're recording or where we live, they're gonna end up coming down with pitchforks and torches, I'm sure, and being like, Make more make more podcasts. Maybe not in plural, maybe just a pitch. Just one person might come over. A I don't torch. Know. Yeah, that might be it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. It's pretty hard to lay siege to our studio with just one pitchfork. <laughs> we've seen that little thing with Dunland. It, it's not going to happen. It is very generous to call this a studio, by the way. That's the tradition for, okay, for people, right, isn't it? Right, right. You call your lounge room a studio? Sure. Yeah. Let's go with that. <laughs> good, good, good. So, that, oh, why did you go then? Why did you go all this way? This is a big expense for Australians. It's well, a big event. We have tournaments right. here. We have events here. Why did you go? Kylie had a really good reason. But before we get to that, reason. before we get to that, before we get to um, that. I went because Kylie was going. Okay, That was the main reason. Chaperone, I gotcha. Also, because I put in a pretty poor showing, I felt, last year. So <laughs> I needed to up yes. myself a little bit. Which What did you come last year? You were 50 or something? 50th. Out of, uh, you know, out of... Over 200, so I wasn't Top too 50. disappointed, but at the same time, I lost my first two games, yeah, so I was just straight away like out of it, and I'm yeah. like, oh. I have noticed a change in you, Matt. This year, you've been more focused on mm-hmm. how to play your games than ever before, and you, you've, you, you play a full game now, whereas in the yeah. past, you'd often just dip out mentally for a couple of turns and just be like, no, this is too much. I can't be bothered. But it's like your stamina's got there. You've got that sort of eye of the tiger montage going where you, you know the whole game and you wait to the end of the end result. You're like, I've got this. You have I, a drive I've I found my drive and mm, I'll tell you yeah. what it is. It's working nine to five every day and realizing if you're going to do something outside of that time, make it worth your while. <laughs> don't, don't waste your time on stuff. So yes, I've, I have really been um, going a bit harder. Yeah, this you year. have. You yeah. have. Mm. Kylie, why did you go? Well, okay. So 
Articon this year was a little bit special because they've introduced a new event called the uh, International Invitational mm. Masters. I think it was thrown the, in there as well. The, yeah. yeah, that sounds right. Invitational... The Masters no, International I'm the Invitational. Okay. It's it's a combination of those three Oz words. We're not sure in which specific order, but it's it's that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, so no, no, we've got it. We've got our stat people onto it. International Masters Invitational. There we go. That's a good name, catchy. And it's to do with the IMI uh, International SBG System Open Tournament Series. That's not a very catchy name. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how James came up with... I don't know even know what yeah. system open means, but that's... Yeah, anyway. They do it in other systems, so... Just call it Lord of the Rings games. The, come uh, on, come on. Yeah. And it's anyway, similar. it's a uh, it's a series yeah. of tournaments where like a, a country will have a their largest tournament that they have each year, mm-hmm. and the winner of that tournament will receive a ticket to uh, Articon and also an invite to the... Invitational. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. So, Ooh. so Kylie, I take it that you we, did that. Uh, yes. If we flash back uh, to our CanCon episode, you will... Not CanCon. Our Clash of the Titans episode. That's the one. I haven't had a CanCon episode remember. in a while. <laughs> no. I, so I don't even know we had a Clash of the Titans episode. If you flash back to our Clash of the Titans episode, you will remember that I managed to pick up the win there, which earned me the prestigious title of representing Australia in the Invitational. Did we do an episode on that? I think we did. Did it, we do it or not? Did we not do it? And I'm just thinking that we've it, done it. It might have got lost in the sands of time. Look, sure. hey, let, let's play it safe. Yes, we definitely did. No, we didn't do an episode on that. <laughs> anyway, we'll Kylie won. Post. Kylie won it. So, <laughs> so I managed to win uh, Clash of the Titans earlier this year, which was a 750-point tournament uh, with kind of the best players from around our country playing in it. And Really? Were they the best? Most of the best players from around our country. <laughs> I was there. So I yeah. wasn't there. <laughs> you know. Come on. You got a free run, quite Lockie frankly. Lockie was there. Nah, yeah, Lo- Andrew was there. Lockie and Andrew and I were all there. So. Yeah, Lockie's an okay player. And yeah, all the Sydney guys. Who else came along? A couple of the... Andreas? Yeah. Was Andreas there? He's all There, there was a bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, there was a bit of everything. Oh, maybe. <laughs> but point, point and call is, you know, went to this uh, tournament that we had up in Sydney Managed to win it, so I got to play in the Invitational, which, whew, that was some rough games. Mm. They were hard. Yeah, they, they were. These were not. These are not little kiddie pool games you play on the first round of a tournament. These are like a clash. right. Game one, you're up against the best player from this part of the world. Game two, you're up against this player who's the best from this part of the world. Game three, you're up against the best player from this part of the world. So on and so forth, mm. and it's it it pushes you to the very limit. And I, yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, so so you you're up for that yeah. challenge, and this is the first year they've done that, isn't it? That's correct. Yes. Yeah. Yes. James yes. Uh, introduced it at the end of last year. He said, "Guys, we're going to try this new thing. Uh, there's going to be an invitational tournament." And then he contacted all of the uh, leaders for the different countries that year and said, "Who's um, our leader? Are you our leader, mate? I am. I am your leader. <laughs> That's the fact. Don't take anyone to me." <laughs> um, I probably won't be next year, actually. I, ooh, I, at this ooh. stage, I, I may not be going to Articon 2020. We'll see what happens. So we're swapping out leaders as fast as we're swapping out prime ministers. What? No. Oh, I've been in the office two years. What are you talking about? It's longer yeah, than any yeah, prime yeah, minister in the last decade. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I may pass it on. I don't know if you'd be interested, Kylie. Maybe. Would, maybe. We'll okay, yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, I, I'm sure someone else will be going. I, I know you prefer to focus on the, the games themselves. Mm, I do. Yeah. I do. So... Um, I actually got Kylie to get into the team leader photo this year. I'm like, <laughs> uh, I'll pass, Kylie. I'm subbing you in. <laughs> Is that because there's no box around? 
There was no box, but I mean... And it's because I look better than I you. I could have I'm stood on up. my tippy toes. Anyway. You could have. Someone could have held you up. Or like <laughs> like one of those baby carrier things. So it would be really cool. The, sure. the irony is this I actually sat down. I actually sat down cross Yeah, she did. She would have been shorter photo, than me, probably. So... Oh. Yeah. That's why she was only Figure a little bit taller. Gotcha. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, may or may not be going uh, next year. But yeah, James mm. just brought it in. Um, he messaged everyone. He's like, give me a list of your biggest tournaments and which one do you think would be a good one for potentially a free Masters ticket? He hadn't actually like... I think he took a little while to sort of float the idea of the Invitational. So the idea was first just a Masters ticket. Yes, and then he's yeah. like, yeah, we're doing a knockout tournament. Let's go. Yeah, yeah. I'm sort of surprised it wasn't Masters. That that. Um, the reason for that was Masters had a very low attendance the previous year. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Okay, yeah, you know, fair And enough. it was a switch in TOs. Yep, no, that well. makes sense. That there makes was, sense. Yeah, Clash yeah. had more people. Yep. And I'm glad it's not Sill because that would kill that tournament if it was... It was uh, never going to be Sill. Yeah. I, I don't even think it was floated as an option. I didn't yeah. even Honestly, I didn't think there was another option other than Clash. No, no, I had three. Uh, it was Clash, Masters, and I think Arda Unleashed because they had a really good... Oh, no, yeah. it can't have been. It was after that. Yeah. Um, There was... Uh, it was another tournament. I can't remember which one. Maybe it was Sill. Yeah. I, I have, don't think it was Sill. I have though. heard some criticism, and not a lot, but some that, that it may have changed a bit of the mood of Clash and moved it a bit from the party tournament to the... Okay, yeah, we're the, serious now, and it was never going to be. Oh, sorry, Clash. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. I, you know, I, I, I can appreciate like, that. Yeah, I, I always felt that Clash was very competitive, though. I've always tried my hardest for yeah. Clash. Yeah, yeah. I know we, you know, we yeah we'd go hard on the Saturday night, but I, I've always felt like it was a really big deal to win Clash. To be fair, that's no different from Articon. We still went hard on the Saturday. Yeah, night. okay. Yeah. Oh, no, that's fair. No, yeah. it was just, just I feel like putting that point of view in as well because I have mm. had, I've had. Players. And I'm not going to mention who they are because Samuel won't like me saying that. So, <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Hello, Sam. Meet bus. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't, I don't want to put words in people's mouth or take them out of their mouth or do anything with words and mouths. <laughs> so it's going to make it difficult to do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. Now, so you had that, that invitational and that was 16 players, isn't it? 16 so that, players? Oh, no, oh, no, 15 players. 15, 15 with players. With the previous world champion getting a buy round one. Oh, okay, so no Gumby. Valuable. So no Good. Gumby. And as Matt said before, it's a knockout bracket. So they randomly drew everyone uh, onto different sides of a bracket. You got to see clearly who was going to be playing who at what point in the mm-hmm. tournament. And... Yeah, it's it's a bit daunting to uh, have a look at that bracket and you know see who you're you're shaping off against in the first round and realizing if you lose a game, you're out. Yeah, absolutely, you're gone. Uh, but then after during that during that there was some other events as well, wasn't there? So the people who weren't just like the best of the best and the the most capable players in the world got to do something as well. Got or to like, who just sit didn't, in the sandpit or, or who just play. didn't feel like going to the invitation. Yeah, some people yeah, just sure. kind of yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a bit keep of telling yourself Thursday, that, you know? Manny. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, now um, what did they do, Matt? Yes, on, on the first day for everybody else, uh, apart from those 15, there was uh, an icebreaker game of Chaos in Arda. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you've never played that, uh, it involves secret objectives that you draw. Um, there's a deck of cards involved. You draw your objectives and you have to complete those objectives. And it's a, uh, I, th- I believe it can be a three to six player game. Uh, at Articon, it was four players mm-hmm. per table. And it's just a lot of fun. It's a lot of crazy stuff that you have to try and do. Um, they muck around with the rules a bit. There was one card that was drawn during my game where uh, all of your uh, models lost all of their special rules. Every special oh. rule in the game was gone. Uh, so all of my Hunter Orcs became one attack for oh, a turn. <laughs> so yeah, it was uh, pretty cool. Yeah, oh, that sounds like yeah. that sounds like a bluff. And just after that, <laughs> there was a doubles tournament, which was yes. three games. 
Uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. But uh, good, good, yeah. good. Yeah. So, so that, and then the main event afterwards yes. was the main event, the open, the, isn't it? The so WTC anyone can play. Open, yep. And that was six rounds, seventh if you make it to the final. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's a, and this one, I, I've had it stressed to me that it's a team tournament. So the way yes. it is, and I didn't realize this. So this is this is for the people like me who don't follow it as much. Um, you actually don't play your teammates until round seven, the the, the finals round. That's right. So Matt and Kyle, you don't get to play each other, which is really cool because you don't want to fly all that way and then draw each other first. Round. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's really good. So it means that that people are meeting a lot of people from other areas. Now, what I didn't know is how big are the teams, and is there multiple teams for a country? Okay, so for each team, you can have between four and nine players. Mm-hmm. Yep. And for for each team, only the top four scores count towards their total score. Okay. Yep. And some countries did have multiple teams. Yes, if they had yeah. over nine. I think the Germans had uh, their A team and their in their reserves. Yep. I know the uh, the Rotterdam White Scars. I think is the name yep. of the uh, the Netherlands. Oh, cool. Netherlands. Yeah. I know yeah. for a fact that uh, Nottingham. Uh, had uh, their A team and yeah, yeah and team their team. reserves. Yeah. I think Poland did as well. They had a reserve team. Uh, no, I'd, oh, they may have, but I know the first team only had five, so I suspect not. Maybe not. Yeah, maybe mm. I'm, maybe I'm yeah. thinking of another country. So in theory, we could enter like two teams of four, for example, if we really wanted to. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You, yes, you could, but you would, why no, no, you I, wouldn't yeah. want to just yeah. run yeah. one team of eight? I don't know, but yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah well. Part of the reason, I guess, would be because, like a lot of countries, we're very spread out. So you could definitely take up locals. And, like, we don't play the Western Australian or the Queensland guys very often. So playing against them wouldn't necessarily be a bad thing. But mm. I can see that. So, yeah, yeah, having multiple teams in the UK, that makes a lot of sense as well. Because I thought, well, if people from the UK never play each other, that's half the field uh, yeah. essentially gone. So that's a yeah. good way of doing it. And there is an individual prize and a team prize. Which one's more prestigious, do you think, on that one? Um, oh. Are people for, going for, for the me, individuals or teams? Like, yeah, no, people are definitely playing to win the overall tournament and come, okay. I mean, yep. come first, second or third, you know. Um, but I felt like the team prizes, there was a lot of weight to them. They're, yeah. Like, I know when, uh, I'll reveal it at the end um, on what the, all those placings were. I won't reveal everything now. Oh, but uh, some teams who placed highly were very, very excited. Um, yeah. And even, I know the team that won the doubles was an international pairing. Oh, cool. Uh, and they their whole team got behind them for that one. Oh, and they were right yeah. up. Yeah, so. Not to mention the uh, the international and the, the the finals, but the first, second, third was was pretty hype. Like, there, yeah. there was some noise being made. Oh, yeah, yeah. For, um, for, the for other individual awards were for um, a, a series of what kind of list you took, basically. So there was a uh, first and second for, I believe it was um, Lord of the Rings Good, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings Evil. Is that right? Am I right on yeah, that? Yeah, Lord of the Rings Good, yep. Lord of the Rings Evil, Hobbit, Hobbit Good, good Hobbit, Hobbit Evil, and Legendary Good. Or Legendary Legion. Legendary Legion, good, and Legendary Legion, evil. Oh, okay. And then I think there was another no, one was for it. a mix, was, wasn't there? No, between was just the six. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. So what happens if, for example, I took an alliance of Lord of the Rings and Hobbit? That's what I mean. I, I thought I'm there pretty was another sure, one for that. Uh, it counts to the biggest portion of that list. Okay. All right. Could I, be wrong. I actually did think there was another category but you know i mean we can yeah. look it up it's neither here no 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 because no, no, we will cover that we'll cover yeah. that and we'll get the details when we're actually covering that part at of the very it. end yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. at the end of the, for the listeners who get past the seven hours of, of constant chat good luck to you guys there's a long way to head let's go no no they'll, they'll enjoy it how much of their army they're gonna get painted it's gonna be good okay so that's that's the general format that's a general overview now 
last year you went in not really knowing what to expect and then you come back this year and the two of you have been preparing for for a good amount of the year. There's been a lot of time. So I want to go through that preparation because I know that, Kylie, in some of the videos you did with Spilfeninga and the Fellowship, which is now called STF, which I don't like, so I'm not <laughs> going to call it that name at all and give them the pleasure of that. So Andreas, too bad. Go back to your old name. <laughs> So when you when you you do interviews, you talked yeah. about your preparation. You talked about how valuable it was. Now I want you to go through that preparation because this is the medium where we can talk right. about actually so, what that involves. To be honest, the preparation for this event, this tournament, started all the way back in January mm-hmm. when I started preparing for Clash because I always had in my mind I was going to take whatever if if I managed to get this invitational ticket. When you managed to get the invitational ticket, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, at Clash, the list I take to Clash will be more or less the same as the list I take to Masters, maybe with a few tweaks, depending mm-hmm. on how it goes. Yep. So I basically went up to Jeremy and said, Jeremy, I want, I'm taking this list. I want you to take the nastiest thing you can think of to fight it. And you know what? Let's ramp the difficulty curve up even more. I want you to pick the scenario you think you can beat me easiest in it with. And that was the bulk of of um, kind of that training kind of regime mm. was. So for those who haven't been following along with all the Articon news, why don't you go over your list for us, Kylie, or how right. you started building it? Yeah. So yeah, start the start one. So straight up, I'm thinking what, what, what kind of army do I want? What focal point do I want? And what kind of style do I want to play? And I, we'd been recently got the new book and I was looking at Gulliver and going, Oh, he looks good. Oh, so good. He so looks really ridiculous. good. Oh, Fly, God resistant to magic. Okay, he doesn't have strife, but I think I can get around that. So, working with the list, I'm, I, I've grabbed Gulliver. I'm going, right, I'm taking Gulliver. Yeah. And I go, what What do I need to back him up? Well, I definitely need a Barrowite, and I definitely need a Witch King. So, I'm like, right, got those two in there. And then I'm thinking, okay, I need to power up my Witch King. What's the appropriate level? It took me quite a few games to figure out what the level for the Witch King was going to be at, whether he's going to be, you know, 318, 320. Yeah, yeah. Do I want the crown? Yes, I do want the crown. <laughs> this is when I learned you always take the crown. <laughs> was that even a question? Do I want the blade? Do I want a fell beast? What do yep, I want? Yep. And eventually came up with uh, 315-3 with crown and horse. Mm-hmm. And that was how I was running. Decided to drop the blade because I need the extra 10 points. And then the last part of the list was a bit tricky. It was finding a balance between uh, Warg Rider mobility, uh, Spectre shenanigans, and whether I wanted a white wide chieftain or a captain yes. or a third barrel white. Yep. And, and and I'm sure numbers comes into play there as well. Yeah. So yeah. also I want, the weapons on the on the models as well. We had a lot of discussion on that, yeah. I thought. Mm-hmm. Oh a lot. Yeah. So it, it took a while, but eventually we came down to the fact that we needed march and we needed march for the whole army. We could Was that a, a cl- um clash you worked that out? Uh no, we worked it out before Clash. It before was Clash, in gotcha. the it was in the one of the scenarios we played in Storm the Camp. Matt just pointed himself saying that was me, that was me. And I agree, <laughs> I agree. Matt, yeah. you can take full credit for that choice. I, no, no, I worked out that I needed March at that point. <laughs> yeah. And then Kylie was like, Yeah, March. You, you yeah. probably yeah. heard on the podcast we started saying March in every list at that point mm-hmm. as well. And you just when you don't have it, it really hurts you. Like most of the time you don't yeah. need it. But that one game where it's like I need to get if, here yeah. in two turns and I can only get there in three turns, I need to double march. If you don't have yeah. it, you're stuck. Exactly. If you don't have it and you need it, you're screwed. Yeah, It's pretty much. Yeah. So you're better off having it. So I grabbed the captain, grabbed March, grabbed three war riders. Um, at the time, they didn't have throwing spears. They just had shields. But mm. in my idol list, I gave them the throwing spears, mucked around with the points a bit more. I didn't have as many shields in my clash list. And I changed that when I went to my idol list. Yep. Got way more shields in there. The shields are amazing. On just generic just, orcs that maybe cause terror. 
Yes. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, so all my spearmen got shields. I lowered my bow count from about six or seven to five and Big grabbed the banner, wow, massive. three specters, <laughs> and you know what? I can I can happily say this list is probably the best list I've ever written. Yeah, yeah no, okay. I, I, I agree with that. It's been yeah. been a lot of tweaking, and it started off... We Gulliver has been a terror of our scene for many, many years, and we... we we play, you've played it before, Kylie, when, when yeah. like for a year almost, and we basically said, no more Gulliver, you're killing our scene. People don't want to play against it. And then yeah. we got the new book, and it's like, they've bumped it up and made it better. They made it way better. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? This is ridiculous. Yeah. It's just like, it, it might as well say, so Kylie opens up the book. It just says normal text, normal text, normal text. And she's just using her like computer-like brain to memorize it all, what page numbers this on for trivia, all that sort of stuff, going on, going through it. And it just says this Gulliver, and it lights up with a big <laughs> take me sign. You may, <laughs> no one else is needed. Take this. And it's like, oh, the rules for it, the, the fight value, the, the fly, yeah. the bloody now, defense. Oh. I, I don't want to take all the credit. I, I think you should, Matt. I really think you should. But I ran Gulliver before Kylie did. He did. At a tournament. And it was the greatest experience of my life. My, my Gulliver God. still hasn't been repaired from you <laughs> taking it to tournaments. <laughs> oh, really? Um, dude, I need to I'll fix that some. wing if you want. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's been fixed about seven times. Oh, so it's yeah, got this like yeah. lump of glue that's like oh, deformed out of the shoulder. Congealed I think mine's me. probably yeah. the same. It's a, the metal one, it just does that. It's yeah, no, like, I, yeah, I need yeah. to strip it back. Um, not, not strip the paint off, just chisel it out a little bit. Back, yeah, bit yeah, redo yeah. that, redo the paint job. The base looks amazing. I still mm. don't know what to do with the actual paint job of the model. It's not my favorite model, but I do like my base on it with the swamps mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, we, we know full well, and I try to avoid taking this model because it's just like, yeah. it is bloody scary. It is a really good one. So designing your army around Gulliver for competitive now made sense to me, made a lot of sense because it can do everything really. It could be an objective yeah. grabber. It can be an assassin. It can be a tank if you want it to be. If you just want to sit there and defend for a couple of turns. Yeah, four wounds with defense is actually um, pretty you good. You can use it as bait up. if you want people yeah. to chase it around. There's mm-hmm. so many good options for and it. And you know what, Jeremy? When I get into my games, oh, yeah. all these things that we're talking about right now, I am going to be utilizing at some point. Oh, that's good. That's and good. I, I just want to say, I don't think I saw another Gulliver there. There was. I saw at least one. I saw one yeah. other one I saw during a photo open one. There wasn't Kylie's. Yeah. I, I was kind of surprised because I, I didn't, I mean, I believe you. I, I didn't see one though. And, and I just thought there'd yeah. be a bunch because like, it's so good. I, I get the, I get why people aren't taking me. Like you look at your stats and you, you oh, see defense no five, no strike. And I'm yeah. like. The rest of the Angmar list is designed to to make strike yeah. a non-issue, and that that's what yeah. I did. That's why yeah. the Barrow White's in there, and that's why the Witch King's in there with the stats he does. It's it's to make the striking heroes no longer problematic. Yeah, and for most of the time, all it takes is a Witch King cheeky transfix, and then the person can't use their strike. And yeah. most things you're better than with Fight Seven, so exactly, it's it's not yeah. really that hard to pull that off. And because you've got such good movement, it's when do I go in? I'll go in off a right combat. I'll go in off a barge. I'll go in. Later on, I'll wait back. You've got so many options of when to do it. You don't need yep. to commit straight away. It's, oh, yep. He bulgs like a champ. Oh, he, oh, he bulgs yeah. like no other. He bulgs better than bulk. Yeah, oh. yeah no, look, I would, I would say, but Gulliver-ing doesn't have the same <laughs> yeah, ring no. to it. I'm no, Gulliver-ing. No, it just yeah. doesn't work. <laughs> yeah. So for those of you that are really pedantic about the actual nitty-gritty, here's the exact itemized list. You can find it online, but I'll give it out now just quickly. Yeah, you just go over your final list, but I want to yeah. talk about the process a bit more, but go your, yeah. go over your list. So the final finalized list was the Witch King of Angmar, on horse with crown and... Uh, crown and three might, fifteen will, three fate. And was it which horse was it? Is it just just a, a generic horse? horse. F- fifteen total will. Yes, yes. fifteen will. Not fifteen yes. additional. Not fifteen will. additional. You no. can't do that. And yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um, I will let you. I think you can still take an armored horse with you. You can. Yes. But I, I okay, didn't so have the extra five g- points. For generic, it. generic horse. Good. Yeah. Good. 
Uh, we had seven orcs with shield, four orcs with shield and spear, one orc with banner sh and shield, and five orcs with orc bow. That's the Witch King's Warband, and he is the leader. Warband number two, we have a Barrowite with seven orcs with shield and four orcs with shield and spear. Yep. Warband number three is Gulliver, the Terror of Arnor, with three specters. And the final Warband is an orc captain on Warg with shield and three Warg riders with throwing spear and shield. Mm. Coming in at a total of 38 models. Yep, yep. So we, we did a lot of tweaking. Now, Kylie, what I want to talk about you haven't really mentioned was the games that we played. I know you played a lot of games in general. Yeah. But we did some very specific training where I was inventing scenarios for some of your army. Yes. So I would give you part of your army and say, you take these models, I'm going to take 200 points more than you've got, and you have to hold off for 10 turns. Or you have to capture two out of the four yeah. objectives. Or giving you specific goals, and we're talking how to do that and solving those little puzzles. Or you've got to assassinate this hero. How are you going to do it when I've got a wall of dwarves around? Yeah. And, and these sort of games. And I think they probably helped it out. Because there was a moment where, I'm going to be honest... I think you were pretty slack with your orcs before this. I think you didn't oh, yeah. really know where to put them. You just sort of pushed them forward and, and hoped. And throughout this year, you've basically learned how to get the most out of them. And some of the orcs, like you get to the point where three or four orcs can hold up six or seven models oh, and just be a frustration. Did. Yeah, Jeremy, they did. Oh, no, I don't doubt it. I've been watching th there was There was an epiphany moment when I'm when playing this game with Jeremy. It was basically I had the Barrowite, a handful of orcs and a banner against 200 points like 200 plus more points of elves. So you yep. were outnumbering me with elves. You had a ca like a captain in there. And I had two captains, didn't you I? You had two captains and Jeremy was recycling elves when they died. So it to simulate them coming from other parts of the battlefield. I managed to hold two objectives with, for 17 turns with this small ragtag force of like 15 orcs. <laughs> right. I love it. <laughs> and it was... In it fairness, was, you had one piece of terrain, which is about how much you get on Articon board. Yeah. And that Gosh, was I that was, was when my nice. mind went, oh, wow, terror orcs are insane. Yeah. And this was against elves, mind you. So they're actually able to charge some of the time. Yeah, but just even one or two misses is enough to, to throw people off and setting up for that to maximize it is really, really important. So to that, I think... Like that was really interesting for me because I found those scenarios really good fun. The playing with the Gulliver and taking a list to beat Gulliver and constantly losing to Gulliver wasn't as fun. It was fun when I got to be Gulliver and show you some <laughs> different techniques with it and just like different ways you can win more and more because there's so oh, many the, options. I, the the moment <laughs> when I played my Dol Amroth against uh, against Gulliver and Jeremy did what I like to call the play thing. Uh, tactic, which yeah, where I, you, oh, you yeah, expect to compel a guy forward and then you just have Gulliver charge and barge against it so that they can't shoot at Gulliver. And I just went, oh, wow, that's a really good strategy. Did you like I'm going to steal that. What was the one I did where I had um, a paralyzed captain and I put it next to him as a, um, was it a barge setup? Yeah. Or a, a heroic combat or something like that. I basically guaranteed that I win the, f the fight. So I set it up so that it was 100% going to happen. There's, oh, there's so many cool things you do with that list. Oh, it was, it was it was pretty gross. Also, just working the angles where no matter what happens, yeah. you get charged. your your angle hurl down the line that yep. you taught me how to set up was, oh, yeah, all all beginners luck for me, absolutely. So it was it was a real pleasure to to learn some of your tactics, Carly. That was good. So that's a good good preparation. I yeah, like that preparation. But more than that too, I wasn't just playing against Jeremy either. I was going to all of our local players mm. in the community, all of the really powerful players. That and some I of the not so powerful ones. Lots of the not so powerful ones. Yeah, oh, plenty of the chumps. Kylie played everybody. <laughs> yeah. Just everybody. And the first thing I would say is 
take the hardest, meanest list you can and pick the scenario that you think is going to favor you the most. And you know what? I was going up against all sorts of weird combos and somehow managing to pull them apart. <laughs> somehow. <laughs> Not so much somehow towards the end of those training sessions when I started to realize, oh, wow, this list is really, 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 really good. Um, but yeah, it was it was invaluable experience to. Yeah, to kind uh, of I'm pretty sure you had to carry a box of way. tissues around with you as well, just to <laughs> just console the opponents. It's like take the best thing you can and get your ass kicked. Here you go. This is fun. <laughs> I do remember um, Kylie talking to me one day, and she's like, oh, "I went to Jeremy's last night and had a game against you." I'm like, "Oh, how'd it go?" Yeah, I lost, but then I rolled my way out of it and won. And I'm like, uh, "Okay." What is this list you're conco- concocting? Because I had no idea what you'd decided yeah. to do. You'd sort of floated the idea of Gulliver, but I wasn't sure what you were running yeah. yet. And I'm just like, well, if you're going to lose the game and then just win it anyway, yeah, that's probably a good list. There was, yeah, there was a few games where I thought I just totally outplayed you and had everything yeah. set up. And it was just... That late town one in particular. Yeah, and it was just like just a couple lucky rolls here and there and suddenly I'm back in it. And just, yeah, oh, it's, it's a very resilient list. And... Mm. I'm a massive fan of orcs. I don't know about you, but I just think orcs are so oh. reliable for such a little amount of points. Basically, you get so much out and of them. And the fact that pretty much any list that can take them can get overlaying buffs for them drums, warhorns, shamans, shamans you, want it, yeah. you know, weird synergies with spirit monsters or weird <laughs> synergies <laughs> with other crazy heroes that give Kardush them other boosts. Kardush is an example. Yeah, Gothmog. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, Kardush is ridiculous. I've talked yeah. about they're, it. They're, yeah, they're, they're five points a model, six with the, with the kit, but. They're worth well more than six oh, once you start getting the, the buffs down. Gothmog Legion rules on the orcs. They just make them into killing machines. It's so... oh, There's some nasty Brutal. stuff. Yeah. You get so many of them. Yeah. 38 model army is not a small army. It's actually fairly big. Well, you know you yeah. can always take two massively powerful things and then as many orcs as you need. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's huge. Matt, what about your preparation? Um, It's interesting because uh, some of the things that Kylie's brought up are tweaks that I also made through building my list. And, and um, told Kylie to do them? Uh, you know, it was one way or the other. Yeah, yeah, anyway. yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. The March um, was definitely up there on the high priority list. I will go... Oh, yes, certainly. I'll, I'll get to that one, yeah. Um, I'll, I'm going to go right back to the start. My very first game with the new rules. I thought you were going to say ever. <laughs> my, my very first game ever. I was 11 years old. I was playing with goblins against Urukai, I think, something like that. Anyway, no, no. First <laughs> game with the new rules set, um, it was would have been November or December last year. Does that mm-hmm. sound about right? Oh, uh, yeah, I, yeah I, I'm lost track of days. Rocked up at KJ's. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we were all just still unwrapping the books. We were having a read. I'm like, Gilgalad. <laughs> it's time. It's time. Dropping Gilgalad. Dropped him on the table. Killed all my opponent's heroes. Ended the game with the same amount of mighty started. I kind of like Gilgalad. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I didn't even remember Lord of the West. I I played like probably half a dozen games before realizing that he had that rule. So, oh, I mean, I knew, pretty I, good. I, I knew he had it, but I just never used it. Yeah, I or know. just didn't need to. Just <laughs> yeah, sometimes like just but, uh, No, it's an incredible rule. Oh my god! But uh, that was the first point where I'm like, I could I could do big things with this dude. So, um, and, and I hadn't, you did, you I, did massive well, things with that dude. Sure. You, you won masters. With I it. did win masters. Spoiler alert. If you haven't seen that epi- or heard that episode yet, but, uh, it's out there. Go check it out. I get very excited towards the end about how I won. Anyway, uh, Gilgalad, that was that. Yeah. But, okay. You know what? Fast forward to masters. I'm taking Gilgalad. Mm. I'm, I'm rocking up to a major tournament with him. Uh, and I'm going to try and win it. And I went and went ahead and I did. And I felt like I played Gilglad very well. Um, that list had, uh, I think prior to that, I'd been running Erastor 
and I'd been running... Uh, Kidam. No, no. Right. Even before that, probably Twins or maybe a Captain. Mm. But uh, I had not been running Kirdan. Kirdan yeah. was a late change for Masters uh, because the Made to Order came out. And he was actually released. Oh, is that how you picked it up? That's yeah. how I got Kirdan. Even with the, the pay double for it for Australians. Yeah, I'm just like, man, he's so good now. Fair Everyone's enough. talking about it. So <laughs> why not? I think it was just after I played yeah. him when you had him, Kylie, at mm-hmm. Sill. Which a dirty pick for Sil, by the way. Good, it was good job. That list was pretty dirty. Kidan's so. <laughs> dirty. so dirty. Yeah. To be fair, I took Gulliver, so I can't really. I talk. mean, you upped it. You upped what I took to Sil and just went right. I'm gonna take this that's, from that's nine to eleven. So funny because I ended up taking Kidan and I took Gilglad over Glorf, and Kylie took Gulliver. We kind of swapped. Yep. From Sil. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so the the main changes that I made from early on are Kylie suggested go with a lot of fight six, and I'm like. Oh, good choice. I think you're right. But I had to do it in a way that didn't require too much conversion because I'm very lazy. So what I ended up doing is giving all of my spears and shields the fight six. And I took a big warband of them with Gilgalad. Mm. Uh, that was a decision I made for Masters. Prior to that, I had only been running, I, I think, a handful of them, uh, usually just... Yeah, no, you not had too this much weird, fight six. and I, I think yeah. I commented on that. I saw, I saw, I don't mm. know where the fight six is. Do you know where it is? And you're like, yeah, it's on this guy and this guy and this guy. I'm yeah, like, yeah. How are we supposed to know? I, I hadn't fully decided like how I wanted to do it, and then I realized, you know what? Having all the fight six at the back, way to go. Yeah, way to absolutely. go. Absolutely. And at the same, uh, on the same token, I made the decision to go with everything with shields apart from the bows. Yep. So uh, all of that defense six, the defense six I felt was massive for mm. me for in all of the games that I played with it. So I did actually do some conversion work that time, not so lazy after all, and put shields on all of my uh, my converted Elven Blade guys. So I've got a number of conversions there. I'm, I'm sure there's pictures somewhere online. There is. On the Masters episode, we've got a little thumbnail for it. But you're... There you you, like you, you talk yourself down. You've actually put a fair bit of effort into this elf list. You've got yeah. a nice paint job that's pretty unique. Um, I haven't seen others use those colours together. You've you've gone and converted up stuff. You've got a Gilgalad that looked like a conversion from a Rivendell Knight. Is that correct? That's actually that was work by Tiernan. Oh really? From years ago. Yeah, I oh. bought it off him. Yeah, it's a nice one. Um, yeah, it is. He did a really good job on that one. Yeah. Um, I did repaint it though because yep. it was a little bit. It does uh, match your colour scheme now. Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, the conversion was Tiernan's. But. Uh, yeah, I, I did do quite a bit of work on the army. Um, I came up with that color scheme on my own, which I was very proud of. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so aside from those shield conversions, oh, and also the freehand banner, I don't know if you've seen it. But oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's oh, best work I swoon over that ever. banner. <laughs> um, that's why I want to kill it every time I see it. <laughs> Hang on, Matt. Let me give you the pat on the back. Yeah, thank you. Thank oh, you. Thank Can you, you hear you. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. You could actually. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah, uh, then Pat. the last decision that Pat's I make really made in terms of um, both Masters and Articon was I needed that march. And that was, we, we kind of yeah. conferred yeah, on that. Yeah, and, oh yeah. and the game that we played, Jeremy and I had a practice game and we played Seize the Prize mm. and realized, yeah, the march was what was missing. That was an interesting game as well because I mm. thought I totally outplayed you. For, well, not totally, but I thought I outplayed you mm-hmm. for the majority of it. Similar to that game with Kylie where she just yeah. turned around and won that. I think you turned around and beat me on that one as well. Like yeah. you just, it's one of those eye-openers that if you just stick to it, even if you get outplayed for the first couple of turns, you've still got a chance to come back. And it was one of those games where um, 
I didn't get to do exactly what I wanted to do with Gilgalad. Like I wasn't, I wasn't dictating. Yes, but I made it work. Yeah, I I jumped off my horse first round of combat and killed Bulk. Like it was a little bit lucky, maybe, but it was the right move because it, it won me the game. It wasn't probably. incredibly lucky, but I didn't mm. expect it to go in one turn. I thought it would go for two turns, and, sure. and getting the one turn was was very nice. But even then, I thought I was in a pretty good position. And I thought I had baited you away nicely with Bolg and some other stuff. But Gilgalad then turned around and said, right, eyes on the prize, eyes on the prize. I'm going to forego a couple turns of combat and I'm going to make sure I'm in the right spot. And just said, you know what? I don't care about killing troops. I'm going for captains. And I'm just going for captains and I'm going to build my might up. And then at the end of the game, I'm going to be full of might and there's going to be no captains around. And Jeremy's got Kyrdan to face. He can't pass a terror test to save his life ever. So, <laughs> but have luck. And it, it was a really good play because it's normally, exactly what happened. Normally, yeah. you would have got bogged down with the, the models I was feeding you because I was feeding you lots of troops to, to munch up mm-hmm. with Gilgalad, but you just wouldn't take them. You're like, you're not good enough for me. Yeah. You're not good enough for me. I'm going up. And it takes me three turns to get this captain. I'm doing it. There, there was one turn where I had the option of going into two orcs and breaking through to the center with Gilgalad. Oh, and such a good bait. In. <laughs> and I obviously moved him in the exact opposite direction in the middle of nowhere, yep, heading yep. towards the prize with no combats in sight. Yep. Uh, and then over the next two turns, got another captain kill, got him around the back. And yeah, everything just worked out. And, he, you know, after that turn, he always seemed to be in the right place. No, you did. Because you, mm. you, you went like a few turns, you said, right, I'm not going to take the easy kills. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to basically for a couple of turns be in a worse position so I can set up for the future, which is good. Mm-hmm. You might say you trade a tempo for positioning. Tick, <laughs> <laughs> uh, tick. Where's the checklist? All right. <laughs> oh, when Kylie's game's coming, there's going to be some checking. <laughs> That's the I'm most excited about the checking. Yeah. No, that, so, that was, so that was really good. And I pulled you aside after that game, even though you beat me. And I just said, what does a restor do in your list? He just yeah. sits there and dances around, does nothing. You're like, oh, he's got the strike. I'm like, it's irrelevant. He's not in the right spot. Mm-hmm. So, um, so I think Kylie gave you similar advice. Some other people said that. Swapped him out for a captain. On paper, the captain doesn't look as nice. But having that march for... You would have made that game so much easier if you just parked all your fight six fieldmen past the prize and I had to break through elves. Yeah. Would have been near impossible. Yeah, Yeah. I wouldn't have had a chance. So you went from giving me a really good chance at the game and pulling it back through a little bit of luck, some good choices and some some failed courage tests on my side and a heroic move that didn't work and things like that. Yeah. But and even if, you know, we both marched and you got there on the second turn, the following turn, mm. um, first before the elves did, I, I would still have been able to block a lot of those gaps that you were able to then push through. Yeah, I was different. I sides. had a really good setup. So, so I was able yeah. to get there and set up how I wanted to do and go past it. And like, yeah. I was I was playing a good game. Now, you did surprise me with a dismount. I didn't think you'd do it. Mm-hmm. So I... Like the against, old Kylie special. <laughs> no, no, against Kylie, I'll set up. I'll send up anti-Kylie special defense. Sure. But against Matt, I'm like, yeah, he's not going to do it. No way. He's not going to do it. He's not going to do it. And Matt did. I went, oh, when did you learn that? <laughs> <laughs> he's been listening to the Green Dragon. Hello. <laughs> so, and I saw a copy of David's like tactical dictionary coming out of your pocket. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> That's it. You've been studying. <laughs> But yeah, that, so that was the game that convinced me to drop Aristor and go with the captain. Yeah. Um, and mounted, I was able to do that by just dropping one guy, I think. So that was painful for you though, because Arrestor yeah. is your man. Like you, you I love him. He's you great. love him so much. Like he um, turns up. Every, he turns up in like non-elf list. You just like have him on the side watching your game. Oh, you yeah. talk to him during the game. Whisper, Arrestor, what Sometimes I, do I just take him into work and I just put him on a yeah. little workbench. Just I'm surprised you haven't him. just got like you know a couple of your your, your most prized models. 
just I, sitting on top of your workbench. I don't want to answer those questions. <laughs> I've seen you like set up your spaghetti. So you've got a rest of a little bowl of spaghetti and you are there and you just feed him a rest or have some as well. And, and doing the, the lady, the tramp kiss at the end. Yeah, yeah. Take him everywhere. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. So, so, so the breakup of a rest was a big thing. It was rough. It was a yeah. big breakup. Yeah. Oh. Whoa. Okay. But, uh, yeah, you, you pointed out to me, you know, he's got terror, doesn't need it. Uh, the throwing weapons weren't doing a whole lot for me and the strike was doing nothing for me. So, yep, that was <laughs> yeah, that was it. Um, yeah, so in terms of my preparation, that's uh, pretty much it. I decided to throw in a couple of Rivendell Knights at some point because I'd like a little bit more movement. That was choice. Yeah, on, the same, on the same lines as the march itself. Mm. And uh, that's how I ended up with a completed list. So my final uh, singles list was uh, Gilgalad mounted on a regular horse because he couldn't take an armoured one with a shield. Uh, he was leading 13 Kingsguard with shield and spear, Ooh, uh, so one good. Kingsguard with shield, spear, and banner. Mm-hmm. I, I, that sounds correct. I hope that's right. Uh, okay. Sounds um, correct. Yep. Uh, then I had the captain mounted with the lot. He had everything. The kitchen the sink, bow. one might say. Uh, mm. Yep. And Do you have to buy armor for him or does he come with armor? No, he comes with armor. You just yep. buy the shield. Yep. Cool. Uh, and he was leading uh, three high elves with shield and four with bow and one... Uh, knight, and then Kirdan with exactly the same warband: three shield, four bow, one knight. I think I want to say that's correct. So was it I three knights you had or check. two knights you had? Uh, two, two, two. Okay, so I think you played. You might have had three at one. I, I did drop one because um, yeah, Masters was fifty more points. Yeah, and so you're basically using those. those as sneaky objective grabbers and to blunt mm-hmm. a ch- cavalry charge occasionally. They're not your main offensive part. Exactly, of it. No. and you know, you, you sometimes I think back to games and I'm like, what did my knights even do? But a token cab never. There, there actually are sometimes. pivotal moments yeah. where they really matter. Yeah, especially in things like reconnoiter or stuff, just to sneak a model off the board. Or even just or play cha- the defense. Yeah. Chasing something down. Yeah, yeah chasing yeah. the good. Because yeah. even if they don't win, just getting the knockdown, they've got a really good chance yeah. of the high fight mm. value. You knock it down, it takes them double the time to get off the board. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes they're an arrow soak as well. Like you can use them as bait for arrows. Yeah. 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 Which um, when, when you want something else to be a little bit more safe, so like your banner or something. Yeah. Anyway. They're also a nice like banner pick up if you need to get out of dodge or True. whatever. And just like, mm. right, the banner's going to die soon. Let's park a knight next to it. And then people mm. go, do I really want to kill that banner? The knight's going to pick it up. Yeah, not going to lie. I never did that. But that, that's an okay. idea. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. have the model for it. Oh, no. That's, so. I'm a big fan of that with the elves. Just parking sure. a cavalry model behind it that's, that's waiting in reserve. Because it's... Oh, get to move the banner anywhere I want. Yeah. Nice. Oh, good. Good. So that sounds like very good preparation. Um, we're going to move straight on to the arrival Thursday and the arrival Thursday only because I'm I'm a big fan of these social gathering type parts of it. And we know we've heard before. So if you two say that you went to bed early, right? Podcast over, game over. Matt, Thursday night. Well, it wasn't that early, was it? You went to bed pretty early, <laughs> <laughs> Matt. I was tanked though, so it's fine. Like okay, you went okay. to bed so early. That I was worried you'd been like gone for food and gotten kidnapped or something like that because he left all his stuff downstairs in the bar. Matt? Who's gonna kidnap Matt? He Come lo- on, he looks like a child. He's the what? same height as a child. No, he hasn't shaved. You're wearing like three a Harry years. Potter hoodie with your hood up too. You so can you kidnap could adults. Mis- Kidnapping is not strictly for children. Yeah, but what, what's the gain? I think, yeah, right. well, that's the question, really, <laughs> isn't it? Or oh, my Lord of the Rings knowledge. Maybe that was it. Maybe <laughs> yes. they wanted me to feed them info. They've heard the you're the Australian master, so they need to <laughs> yeah. like... Leon's like capturing you to steal your knowledge. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so yeah, we... So Matt went and, you know, drank up a storm and played in a little 51-point uh, icebreakers tournament oh, cool. on the bar. What did you take? Tables. I, I had like 
Central Rocks and um, and, and everyone called it five and a Felwog. <laughs> yeah, that was the funniest part because because they all took Moranins mostly the for Canadians. Some I don't mostly know why, the but they all took like a handful of Moranins, and I'm like, well, these are easy wins. Yeah, <laughs> they yeah. just tore them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, we we hung out mostly with the Canadians. I then went and moseyed on and talked to some of the uh, Americans and some of the local British crowd as well, and. It was all round. I think there's some of the Polish and Norwegian guys came over at some point too. Yeah, but the, uh, you know what? All round, the Thursday night was uh, it was there was a lot of uh, po- politicking going on too. People coming up and asking, "Hey, what are you taking? Hey, what are you taking?" And that no one like politicking at all. No one really wanted to to give away. It was what really each more like, have. "Hey, what are you taking?" And Kylie like, "Excuse me, what a question." <laughs> <laughs> That's how I can see it happening, and they're like, like trying to give buy, buy drinks and stuff like that. And you're like, <laughs> yeah. well, yeah, Just people were doing that, buying exactly me drinks, right. trying to get yeah. me to, to to give up my trade secrets. And I'm like, not till tomorrow, my friend. You know what? I actually got that night. It would have been. I'm thinking the time that I got heaps of messages of people just like. Oh, it's almost time. Can you just tell me what Kylie's taken? And I'm like, you know what? Friendship over if I do. Like Kylie's yeah, gonna find out and just destroy yeah. me. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I'll, I'll tell you what. She's taking an army that's really scary and it's going to really kick ass and people are going to look at it and go, this is okay, it's not that good and then they're going to be floored when they see it and that's it. So I was, I was talking up and I'm like, you know what? It's probably got the best models in the game. Multiples. So you were my hype man. I was hype. Appreciate it. it. I, I could not believe Appreciate it. Like, it. Pe- why are people asking me for a start? Is it, well, is that hype or is that just truth? Well, oh, uh, it is at we'll this find point. out yeah. at this point. Okay, we have to, Don't spoil it, Matt. <laughs> It's like spoiling the end of The Hobbit from 75 oh, years no, ago. Oh, no, yeah. <laughs> it might be 75 years before we release this one. Hopefully <laughs> not. Hopefully <laughs> Maybe. not. Maybe. Okay, so Kylie, what did you want to do apart from uh, well, take drinks from people and then give you information? I also uh, caught up with our good friend Harry and our good friend Andreas and uh, gave a couple of uh, little sneaky interviews. Fellow uh, content creators? Yep. I uh, gave some interviews about my thoughts of the tournament and stuff. Got a t- cheeky sneak peek at the uh, tables and went, oh. That's a little different from last year. Mm. And, uh, yeah. You got into the hall on Thursday night? To do a record, yeah. Ugh. Went upstairs to the, uh, to the balcony. It's not wasn't allowed. locked. That's definitely not allowed. No. Could see. <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> now, no, I have to ask you, and, and look, it's just between the two of us and all of our listeners, but are Harry and Andreas actually nice people? Like, I know that sometimes people put on a performance face, and, and no one here, no one in this room would do that. But you put on a performance face, <laughs> all right. and and so people look and then go, Matt, are you laughing at me? I'm surely not. Harry, I'm laughing at someone. Harry, <laughs> it's not me. Is one of the most genuinely nicest people I have ever met, and Andreas is just a gentleman, an absolute gentleman. Okay, so Andreas not that nice, and Harry very nice. Gotcha. Now nah, they're they're both just awful human beings. I don't know how they do what they do. It's I incredible. absolutely enjoyed every minute <laughs> of hanging out with them um, over the course yeah, of the weekend. Felt my they soul were... draining away as I talked to them. Nah, Harry's a, Harry's delightful. Andreas really is nice delightful. Here. They're both fantastic. Yeah. No, had, had chats with them both on and off air, and uh, yeah. yeah, I think really there's some fire behind it as well because I've both I've seen them or heard them both get passion passionate about things. Mm-hmm. So I reckon they'll hold their own. If you wanted to yeah. like, like try to pull the wool over their eyes it's not happening in, i think especially andreas yeah. i think he, he wouldn't in, interestingly interestingly andreas was a really good calming force for me during the uh during the event because i was on stream a couple of times and just having andreas you know just that little running commentary and the little bits and pieces given before and after a game was enough just to help steady me out and you know in fairness, when you're sitting there and someone's commentating directly behind you saying okay kyle has just pulled off the best move of the tournament so far and she's easily going to remove that model that's got to be calm he's like oh cool thank you 
<laughs> Kylie's opponent is petrified of this move, <laughs> really hoping that Kylie would not push well, the level forward. M- maybe not straight away because he did come up to me on the first day and said, <laughs> oh, so you're up against the Norwegian. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I have no idea. I hear he's from Poland. He's, yeah, yeah, he's kind of living in Norway at the moment and stuff. I'm like, oh, cool, yeah. We call him uh, Jotun. Jotun. And I'm like, what does that mean? He's like, we cl- that means demon. And I'm like, Oh, I love it how Norwegian Norwegians have to like import yeah. their own demons now. Like, I was really disappointed with that. Like they've got so much good mythology that they have to go and get demons from Poland. So like, yes, Poland's I'm, got some good demons. I'm glad he told us that too because I'd always said um, I, there's a video game called Jotun, but I'd mm-hmm. always called it Jotun. I just oh, had no idea yeah. how to say it. So it was good to learn. So that. you put up a Norwegian, fantastic, yeah, yeah, getting yeah, an yeah. education as well. That's good. Yeah, that's really good. oh cool. So anything else, Kylie? Did you uh, were you partying too hard on the first uh, day? No, I went to bed at a reasonable time. I think eleven o'clock. Not I bad, moseyed not bad. upstairs, uh, passed out at twelve, and <laughs> woke up the following morning you know, at seven thirty. Sleep. Some do call it <laughs> yeah. sleep. Uh, not us. No. 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 <laughs> yeah. So I had had a nice little seven and a half hour sleep before a nice big tournament. Well, that's really I think you woke me up when you got upstairs, right? Like I was as- yes, I was asleep. You're fast uh, asleep. Well, I like, had had I, I don't know how many I had. I mean, Matt um, before the I other went Matt. upstairs. Uh, Buckwell. I I didn't stop drinking from the moment yep. I walked into the bar. Um, Maddie Buckwell slept on the floor. Uh, I had forgot <laughs> to pack pajamas, so I was walking around <laughs> in my underwear. Forgot. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. yeah. We've had this game before. Sorry, guys, I've forgotten my pajamas <laughs> again. <laughs> Bloody hell! I think so, you did last year as well. No, I didn't. No, no, I distinctly ridiculous. remember you walking around in your boxer shorts <laughs> last year as well. What? That, that is my pajamas. pajamas yeah. No, it's been. Worse. I apologize. <laughs> well, you saw what I had to wear this year. That's so. a censored version. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, um. <laughs> And I didn't realize Maddie was there until um, I was standing over him in just my underwear. And I'm like, oh, Oh, geez. (laughs) Pleased to meet you. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I I might have had maybe one beer too many that Thursday night. Um, Definitely. 100%. Yeah, I, th- you thank you. I, I really appreciate you for bringing all my stuff upstairs because uh, I it, I don't know what would have happened. Um, <laughs> they would have nicked. Needed it for the chaos in art of the next morning. Mm, yes. yeah. so. It would have been very panicky. No, I, I think um, the, the staff at the Mercure were actually really, really good about Lost property, solid. yeah, yeah. In yep. particular, lost property because I, I, they, they said right at the we went up, we were looking for Kylie's phone. It turned out it was just in a bag. This was at the end of the tournament. <laughs> in a hidden compartment, no, he slid all the way down the phone. It was in bottom. her bag. Yep. So yeah. <laughs> I, <laughs> we spent hours looking for it. It was in her bag. Um, we went to the Mercure Hotel staff and said, "Was there any lost property?" And they're just like, basically nothing. Pretty much everyone found their stuff um, before they left through the help of the staff and oh, the cool. organisers. That's good. So, yeah, nothing left, which is incredible. Uh, in addition to the fact that I actually took a rule book upstairs at one point that was not mine um, and luckily figured out that I had a spare. So, <laughs> <laughs> so with that kind of thing happening, it's kind of incredible yeah, that, you know, that, that really nobody good. lost much, I, mm. I feel. Um but yes, thank you for bringing my stuff upstairs and not making too much fun of me because I drank too much on the first night. Okay. Yeah, but you didn't meet uh, the rest of the Australian team yet. So you hadn't met Chris yet? Yeah, oh, we Chris. did see Chris on oh, Thursday Chris. night. Yes. yes. Probably should have um, mentioned that. Yeah, Hi, Chris. Hey, Chris. You're awesome. Great, man. Yeah, fantastic effort. Like, he, so he, I think he, he finished, like, really well. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about that yeah, as we yeah, go. Cool. Yeah, But um, 
I I wasn't, you know, I didn't really know either Chris or Matt. I, I knew Cam. I knew his ability and he's a good player. But I didn't know um, whether Chris or Matt would really contribute to the team score. Like, I wasn't sure how good yeah, a player yeah, no, they were. Yeah, they might have been rubbish. Yeah, absolutely. They could have been. They could have been complete trash. Neither of them were. They were both very really? good. Yes, they That's both a played good very, very well. Yeah. And we're not mentioning Cam now, so I take it he was trash. He was trash, yeah. yeah <laughs> Come on, Cam. Up your game. <laughs> no, he uh, he scored in other ways during the tournament. We'll get to that as well. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like fun. So, um, just just for the background, uh, Chris is um Chris's friends with Nick. He's been on the podcast lots of times. They come from a Warhammer background, so he's been renowned for thinking outside the box and and doing things slightly differently. So that that was sort of his his reputation in that scene. And Nick has been harassing him for years to get into Lord of the Rings for years and years and years. And his argument has been no, that no one plays it. There's been no big tournaments. And as soon as he found out that he was going to the UK and there's like 200 player tournament, he's like, right, I am in and I am all in. So he, he played some games with us before he left. And then I think he's just really keen for the system, which is good because it does suit him. And yeah. I'm so glad he got along as well. That's good. That's fantastic. Yeah. He's no, he really, really well. great to talk to as really well. well. So like, was a, just an asset to the team, mm. honestly. Uh, and then Matt uh, Buckwell yes. was also there. He was, And he's from Queensland, isn't he? That's right. Yeah. And he was doing some recording for Lockie yes, uh, throughout Zorp the Zorp. tournament. Yeah. Yeah, so right. the official Zorp Zorp correspondent. They're really growing Zorp Zorp, aren't they? Yes. Mm. Uh, people, I had people come up to me and talk about Zorp Zorp with me. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah, amazing awesome. to get all those employees and stuff working on it is fantastic. Yeah. I had a good chat with Andreas about it too. It was fun. Yeah, so many good content creators. It's really good. Really good. Okay, well, that sounds like the Thursday night. We'll come back after a very short break and hear about Friday, day one of Articon 2 Art Harder. Dun, dun, dun. Day one or part two, day two, day one or two of Articon part two, Ard Harder. Jeremy back with Friday coverage. That has to be the tag. I'm just going to say it until it becomes funny. It's going to be good. It's getting harder and harder in here. Yeah, it's harder (laughs) to push that into places, but I'm going to do it. So we have... Matt, first of all, I want to hear about this chaos in Arda game because it sounded somewhat chaotic. And was it hard to to play? Oh, it was so hard. Um, <laughs> it was hard. It was chaotic. It was fantastic. It's, mm. a, it's actually a really great system. Uh, for those who don't know, Devin Moreno from the US. Everyone knows uh, Devin Moreno. Everyone, everyone knows Devin. Everyone knows, everyone knows Devin's him. Devin's awesome. Devin uh, developed this uh, party version of Lord of the Rings. Fantastic concept. Mm. Uh, you have a deck of cards. You draw them. They have random objectives on them. Uh, you can play between three and six, I believe, is what they recommend. 
and you just throw down however many points, usually a fairly small number. You don't want too many points for this kind of game, especially with so many players on the one table. Yep. And you just try and score as many of your objectives as you can. Some of the uh, ways of doing it are wildly outlandish. Um, uh, you know what? I'll just go through my game and you'll get a bit of an yeah, idea of it. what go some of them were. So I had my Hunter Orcs. I had Fimble. I had Bolg. I thought Bolg would be a lot of fun. Um, I think I threw in one of the others. Yeah, Yazneg. Yazneg was in there as well. Yep. Um, the kind of concept of the army, because you're meant to do something a little bit themey. Um, my concept was Hunter Orcs. No, no. It was, it was, um, it was originally meant to be when uh, Fimble gets fed to the Wargs on Weathertop in the mm-hmm. first Hobbit movie. And then I realized I didn't have Azog and I did not have time to buy and paint Azog. So I took Bulgans. Was it Fimble that got fed or was it Yazneg or who got yeah, fed? Yeah, no, it was Fimble. Fimble. It was Fimble. Fimble was actually... I thought it was... No, it was Yazneg. No, no, it Sorry, was Fimble. It was um, the reason is Yazneg actually took over after Fimble. What? Gotcha. Oh, no, maybe it, maybe it wasn't. I'm pretty sure it was Yazneg because Yazneg has a whole rule about being decapitated by Azog and then giving a buff to the army. Uh, uh, controversy here. I oh, know. We need to get I'm our rules I'm pretty sure Fimble gets his head <laughs> my cut theme's off going by out the window. <laughs> well, either way, Fimble or Yazneg. Um, this is like the crown discussion that like took three episodes to resolve. You know, I, I, I don't know. I, made up I'm not going to lie. Music. I'm not going to lie. I don't think I've gone back and watched the first Hobbit movie. Um, really? Yeah. I I wasn't a huge fan oh, of the on, first one. Oh, come on, come on, come on. That's very controversial. I can't imagine anyone yeah, thinking that. Yeah, no. And the second one... Uh, hey, 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 hey. Calm has down. a bear in there. The third one was all right, though, because um, Tariel cried. That one was pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> going out on the limb, Max. You're such a I'm film critic. I'm just going to annoy everyone now. And uh, I uh, didn't really tear up when um, Thorin died and Bilbo was sad. No, yeah. <laughs> wasn't a big moment for me. I'm just kidding. I oh. bawled my eyes out. Anyway, uh, I had these hunter orcs. The theme obviously was just utter garbage. Um, and my opponents had one of them had Army of the Dead, which I looked at that and I'm like, oh come on, it's meant to be fun. <laughs> this is meant to be fun. Since <laughs> the hunter orc player. Luckily, uh, he decided to just sort of. Walk, wander them around the board and not do much with them, which I was pretty pleased with. I, I got away from them as fast as I could. They sort of did start near mm. a number of my orcs. I'm just like, Ugh, no thanks. Um, you come on the board in a uh, a variation of Maelstrom of Battle, mm-hmm. um, where uh, I think a one is still you don't get on the board, but you always get to choose what point. It, the role is only for the side. Oh, gotcha. Right yeah, 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 yeah. I like that. So you never, you, you're never in a really terrible. Were you thrown like in a horseshoe? I think it's, exactly. I think yeah, it's like one happen. they don't come on. Choose north, three's east, four, four south, south, five west, west and then and six is your choice. Yeah, yeah, that sounds right. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. like I like um, it. Yep. So I had my three warbands. Uh, two of them started together. That would have been. Uh, yeah, Yasneg and Bolg started together on one side. I had Rohan on my right with Thaden and Aemir, and I had um, my other one was sort of stuck between uh, Army of the Dead and uh, uh, what was the other one? It was like Thorin's Company with some eagles. It was like three members of Thorin's Company and a couple of eagles, including Gwai here. Oh, nice. Um, so on the very first turn, I'd drawn a card that said, if you have one of your heroes that has no friends around him and a bunch of enemies, then you get a point. I'm like, cool, I'm going to score this point first turn. Easy. And I throw Fimble into a little hole, and I leave my Wags away from him, and I score a point straight away. And I'm like, oh, oh, nice. taking the lead. Um, on the second turn, interestingly enough, there was a uh, they, they have these cards that you play before the start of the round. 
and they it's called a weather card and it just creates an effect and often a objective that anyone can score mm-hmm. as well. And in this case, all heroes with fight five or less got plus three fight and all heroes with fight six or more got minus three fight. <laughs> so Fimble Fimble's took amazing. a look at Thorin yeah. and I think it was Biffa and uh, Dwalin and went, I'm higher fight than all of them. Oh, no. <laughs> so he turned around, he went, munch, munch, Biffa, Dwalin, gone. <laughs> and the points in that, I, I think it was for most kills, and I ended up getting that, I think, as well. So, um, Nasty. I think it was actually D3, Nasty. but I only rolled like a two, so I only got one point for it. But uh, I, I was still, you know, pretty darn happy oh, with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, my, my opponent on my right, who I'd actually played in Chaos Inada last year, Jamie, mm-hmm. uh, who I think is from Spain. I want to say he's from Spain. I hope I haven't got that wrong. Sorry, if he's Jamie, not from Spain, you need to move to Spain, Jamie, now. We've said it on the podcast. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, and he, he looked a little bit dejected at the start when I took those two out. Probably because he has to move from, from his country to <laughs> That's Spain. That's true. But uh, he, he got his revenge, as we will get into. So... Um, you know what? The Rohan actually definitely had Gandalf in there. I definitely remember that because uh, Bolg went in and he took Gandalf out. Oh, that's oh, fun. Took him straight down. Gandalf was the most expensive model on the board, and I happened to have a card that said, if you kill the most expensive model on the board, get D3 points. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> no choice then. Bolg, after him. Um, got him on like turn three. Uh, Bolg and Yasneg just went in and took him out. Uh, the army of the dead was slowly wandering across the board during all of this, by the way, <laughs> they, they were going to get there eventually, but, um, and then, yeah, eventually they did because there was another weather card played that uh, said, um, Lert's tactics or Lert style tactics, something along those lines. And it said this turn only all models with a shield count as having a throwing weapon. Oh, oh no. Guess what the equipment on all those Army of the Dead was? I'm pretty sure that everyone buys shields. shields. Oh, they all had shields. shields. Oh, oh, they yeah. all so had many shields. shields. <laughs> Every one of them had shields. All of the Rohan had shields. Most of them had throwing weapons anyway, but they all had shields. And you brought um, shields on your Hunter Orcs? Uh, yeah, all of my Hunter Orcs had the shields that they were allowed to take. Mm. Yes, <laughs> all of them. Um, so there was a point for getting the first kill and I believe a heroic shoot was called (laughs) to try and get it. Um, and he didn't get the kill. It was the Rohan player couldn't get it. And then the army of the dead turned around and managed to, uh, pick up a kill and get that point. So I think Aragorn called that one. So that was really the most impressive heroic shoot ever, but there it is. It was a heroic shoot off. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Don't see Um, many of those around. No. Um, and it was very effective. Um, what else happened in that game? Uh, I, I got up a lot of points quickly because, uh, you can also score from the, there are five objectives on the field. So you draw cards and if you hold an objective, you can get points for it. So I'd managed to get a couple of points. I I got some for killing Gandalf. I got one at the start that I mentioned. Um, I got one for holding an objective. I got one for holding a different objective. I got one for holding no objectives, Mm. which was also a card. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, I like that. And then I drew a card that said, if your, one of your models survives a fall, any kind of fall that produces damage, then you get a point. Yep. I'm like, cool. I'm going to climb up this ruin with a hunter orc <laughs> and drop off it and hopefully survive. No. Three turns later, 
and three dead hunter orcs, <laughs> I gave up on that card. <laughs> Why um, didn't you just run a hero up there and jump the hero off? I had no heroes left at this point. Aguahia had killed Bolg and yep, Fimble, yep, and oh. Yaznek had gone down to Aemer, I think, or something fair like enough. that. Fair enough. Yeah, fair they enough. all died. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the game ended, and uh, Jamie had just ma- he He made an amazing comeback because I had killed Dwalin and Biffa like they were nothing, and he ended up winning the game with his two eagles and Thorin. It was yeah. really, really impressive. Oh, cool. They're, yeah. good, they're good models, Eagles and Thorns. Yeah, and also, yeah. once a player gets behind in Chaos in Arda, you tend to stop picking on them because you're like, yes. I just want yeah, them yeah, to yeah. have a bit of fun with it. And yeah, he, he had so much fun, he won the whole bloody thing. So, <laughs> well, congratulations. You get that, don't you? Like, if someone gets an early lead, everyone turns and goes, right, how can we overtake them? So, you yeah. get like this temporary every alliance. Every game I've ever played. It, or every like board game, yeah, whenever always, we play those. Always. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, there's a bit of a tactic to being like in the middle or being unassuming and then... Exactly. Making everyone else fight yeah, yeah. it out and, and they go, oh, surprise. So yeah. I, I ended up, um, I was Hunter Rock, so I made no alliances, of course. Uh, and I would tend to declare my intentions very loudly every turn. <laughs> uh, so I'd say, right, I'm going to climb up this ruin, jump off it, and my Hunter Rocks would be fine, I'll get a point. And then three turns later, I had no points. Uh, and then I'd say, right, I'm going to kill Gandalf. And then I went and killed Gandalf. And then I said, right, I'm going to go and kill some horsey boys. And I went and killed all of the Rohan and took nearly all of them out. And then I said, right, I'm not going to die to Gwai here. And then I died to Gwai here. Uh, so that was pretty much my chaos in Arda. I, I lost by a single point. <laughs> now, in so fairness, close. this is a big improvement for you because normally your tactic would be to, just before <laughs> you're about to do that, say, I'm about to go and do this. So if you just You should shoot do me, that. You should- so, so I'm going to go kill Gandalf. So if you put these two models in front of Gandalf, I can't do it. Oh, no. Oh, no. Instead, I'd just say what I was doing and then I'd go and do it. Yep. No, that's yep. good. I like your timing there. It was a lot of fun. That's good tempo. And it was a great warm-up. Um, I think... Uh, oh, no, I'm going to forget names. The, I've got them written down. You know what? One moment. Uno momento, por favor. Should uh, I start the elevator Uno momento music? and yeah. por favor, the players. What elevated music are you singing? I've never heard that elevated music. So my opponents in Chaos in Arda were Patrick Jacobs, who I... I want to say uh, he was from Denmark, but I, I might get, I might have got that wrong. Patrick's going to move to Denmark now. Good. Sorry if I'm wrong, Patrick. Um, but yeah, he had the Army of the Dead, uh, and we also, I had a chat with him much later. I think it was at the end of the tournament, um, and we were we were checking out of the hotel, and I saw him downstairs. I just had a quick chat with about how his weekend went and all mm. that. Um, so he had the Army of the Dead. Uh, Jamie Rotazzi. Rotazzi. I don't know how it's pronounced. Makes me think he might actually be Italian, but I'm pretty sure he was Spanish. Um, he had the, yes, Guai here, One Great Eagle, Thorin, Dwal, and Biffa. That's a cool list. I like that one. It was it was definitely interesting for like a Chaos in Arda thing. Cause I, it's a nice theme as well. When, yeah. Like when, when I made my list, I'm like, well, I want numbers because I know there are objectives on the board that you want to hold. But at the same time, like you can just throw cards away at the end of turns. Mm. Or you can throw one card away at the end of each turn. Hmm. So you can just cycle those ones and just get stuff that you can actually yeah. get. Um, and then we had Justin. Justin from Canada. Who Justin's awesome. Yeah, he was great. Um, was we to we talked to him a lot during the, the weekend. And he had uh, Aemer and Gandalf. I don't know why I said Theoden earlier. Aemer and Gandalf. And uh, seven... Seven? Seven Royal a bunch Guard. bunch of riders. They were all Royal Guard. Cool. Yep. Yep. Okay. Cool. So that's what I played against in Chaos and Honor. Oh, that sounds like a lot of fun. I, I, we have to play that. We haven't played it yet. Not we here. Haven't. Not us. No, we did one time. We did. did we? Yeah. Oh, no, we did. You're it was right. just after Articon last year. Yes, yes, And we, we had did. one go at it. Um, I think Nick 
might have joined us. Yes, yeah, that's that right. Be, but we should definitely play it more. Um, I want to play it some more. And you know what? I, I'm thinking it'd be really cool to run a, a day or an event or something where everyone just plays Chaos Sonata because it, it was just so much fun. If you get in the spirit of it, especially, yeah. if you yeah. like, you, it's not the kind of game where, yeah, sure, try and win, try and score points, but don't be weird about it. Don't, don't yeah. power game it. Because it's just not fun that way. If you get the right people playing it, yeah, no, it'd be, I think so. It'd be fantastic. I'd also love to just get like some themed armies on themed terrain and then just go into yeah. the silliness. Like, that's I all think, you need. Yeah, yeah. that would be. It would come up with some really cool stories, I think, and stuff to talk about. Yeah, I'm up for that. That's uh, that's got me excited already, and cool. that's only game one. Future plans. Imagine future how plans. excited I'm going to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's plan our future. Let's plan our whole podcast schedule. Kylie, going from the very fun chaos in art, the very jovial, lots of people having to, to, it, to round one of the most serious tournament that you'll ever see. Most serious tournaments ever. Yes, yes, yes. Full sort of chess where you just stare at each other and, and slowly move a piece at a time. We have game one for the Invitational. Game one of and the if Invitational. I'm correct, this was uh, a recon game, Reconnoiter, is that correct? Yes, the scenario was Reconnoiter. I was against uh, Sebastian, who was representing Norway, mm. or rather had won the, the uh, Norwegian Open. Yes. Um, I believe Sebastian was from Poland. Yes. As we talked about earlier. We talked about before. Your time. And much to my dismay, I found out that my game was going to be live streamed for the whole world to see. You love this. You, you're up Well, this. You didn't, at the time... You didn't just find out. Everyone voted on it. You saw it happening on yeah, Facebook. Yeah, we voted on it. it well, I, I thought I had some choice in the matter because... Um, oh, no. <laughs> Andreas no. came up to me on the day before and said, do you want to... Are you okay being streamed? I'm like, honestly, Andreas, I prefer not to. And the next day he comes up to me and says, so you're on stream. And I'm like, I, I don't get a chance in the matter. He's like, no, no. Yeah, no, no, I think they I really was... want to see Norway versus Australia. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, 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 but of course, Fine. like, like it's Andreas posting him. They're from Norway. The Australians are, we're, we're watching this game. We're all on the, like on Facebook because we, we can actually vote. Everyone else has got their phones away. They're playing games. We're the ones streaming it. The people at home, of course, it was always going to be you. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like there, I had some no sound doubt. logic right there. As soon as they showed the draws and stuff and, all the Aussies were up, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we which were, which that surprises we me greatly that, that everyone was still awake. That at this one point. was a reasonable time, I thought. That one was in that was like prime time for us. Yeah, it would have been evening, right? It yeah, yeah that one because I think I was uh, I was awake for that one as well. I was tending to kids. I wasn't watching it, but um, there's messages going back and forth, and I know Andrew was planning to watch it for the whole night, and um, there were some there were people there like ready to go. That was that was a good start time for us. So. Uh, for for the for the TV market, Andreas, make sure you put it there because you know the Australians, all six of us will watch it. <laughs> yeah. All right. So I'll quickly just uh, give Sebastian's list out so you guys kind of have a rough idea of what Good. he got. This is not going to be a heavily detailed thing because I don't know nope. the exact details, but he had his leader was Gandalf the Grey leading a bunch of Lake Town. He also had a captain of Lake Town leading a bunch of Lake Town. Solid choice. Solid choice. Armin, Were they wearing the Numenor armor? No. So they didn't have defense five. Uh no, they did. Yeah, Lake Town definitely wears Numenor yes. armor. Numenor armor. <laughs> yeah, they had they had the defense five. Yep. Uh, next we had Arwen, uh, with a couple of knights and some fight five spear supports. And lastly, he had Gloin with a bunch of uh, the Iron Hills warriors. Defense eight, really annoying stuff. Now, can I can I just ask an admin yes. question here? Um, I know that Arwen had a change just before the tournament. Was that after lists were due or was that before lists were due? Before lists was due. So so people knew that. So so yes. how much using Arwen didn't get the nasty surprise and say, I'm locked in. There was changing. a very, it, it was quite late. 
obviously. Yeah. Yep. Um, there was a pretty intense discussion on the captain's page. Um, a number of the captains asked for the the FAQs to not be in effect. Yep. Um, because they had people that had obviously been planning their lists for a long time. Yeah. 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 Taking advantage of all the stuff that exactly. was being changed. Yes. Absolutely. That's right. Um, and James said it's in the wording in the rules of the tournament. And an agreement between them and Games Workshop or, or something along oh, those yeah, lines. Yeah, no, yeah. Yes, yes. Um, and that it would be in effect. Yep. Yeah. And I think so, they extended like the that, deadline yeah. for the tournament out a week fair, for, fair for, call. The, for the yeah. lists to help accommodate that. The, the funny thing is James even said, oh, in hindsight, maybe we would have preferred not to use this FAQ, but we're locked in now. It's too late. We we these are the rules that we have, so that's what was happening. Yeah. 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 yeah no look, I think that's that's fair as well. Yeah. I think I think if there's an issue with the game and the FAQ's trying to address that, I think it's it's probably to the benefit of the game mm. do that. And we we trust and the people running the game. So honestly, yeah. thinking back on it too, um I, I found out later that Sebastian actually changed his list because of the FAQ. He was going to take pure Iron Hills with the with the ballista. Yes, yes. And actually swapped out for the current list I just told you now because of that change. So that that was a bit of a bullet dodged moment. Yeah. For, oh yeah. For me there, uh, knowing that, that was I your was, biggest fear. I remember yeah, going yeah, into it. Yeah. It was like yeah, one in one, ten chance one, of losing one in the game. chance of losing the game on turn one. So. No, you didn't. On like honestly, you still have a chance to win without Gulliver, but it is pretty scary when you can potentially, for no effort, lose your model. But that is part of the the weakness of Gulliver. Like there is a yeah. couple of weaknesses, and that's one of them is that a, a direct artillery shot will will take it out pretty much yeah. straight away. Yeah. So into the game. Uh, so mm. as I said earlier, this game is on stream. So I'll kind of uh, give my thoughts and yes. play by play because people can go out and now watch I want this to game. remember remember Kylie remember the key article terms that come out. <laughs> Resources. Yes. Ding. <laughs> Tempo. Ding. And most importantly, positioning. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> All right, so <laughs> yeah, <I'm excited>. straight <laughs> off the bat, we, we, we find out Srekanoida, and I'm like, all right, trying to formulate a plan here. I kind of wanted to see where um, Seb was going to come down on the table before mm-hmm. I kind of locked myself into a plan A strategy. So I bring on my guys. Sorry? A position of some kind? Well, not not we're not, not, yet, up not, to yet, that not yet. yet. Going we're, too early. We're okay. getting we're getting we're getting there. <laughs> so I'm going to refer to uh, the left flank there, <laughs> and the right flank. So the right flank is the really open ruin um, on my right, Sebastian's left. Right, and the yep. left flank is the one with the big annoying forests and really small ruin that's really closed up against each other. Where yep. Gulliver was hanging out for yep. most of the game. Now, listeners, if you really want to see this game, there is a live stream still available on on YouTube for it. It's not live yep. anymore because it's been been played but there is a video on youtube that you can go and watch this so yeah. kylie we w- don't worry about too much of the detail there if they don't understand it go watch the video it's fantastic. Where, can, where can you find it uh youtube stf <laughs> uh stf uh on their youtube playing in the fellowship if you just type in articon invitational 2019 you should get a hit you should ju- just message andreas and just say can you send me the link don't do that. <laughs> Hell, we might even put a link in our own uh, description. <laughs> sure, no, we maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe we'll maybe remember we to do that this yeah. time. <laughs> I think I was meant to put something in the Masters one. I, I forgot about you it. You say it every time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we we roll in. We come onto the board. I get my wags up, up nice and close. And first things first, Seb goes hard onto my right flank. And I'm like, All right. 
see where the rest of his force comes down. The elves come on hard left. Gloin comes kind of center. And I'm like, all right, it's time to pull out some old school strategies for this. So, Jeremy, do you remember playing the scenario with the ring race in the Dunedain? <gasps> That's my favorite ring race in Dunedain <laughs> scenario. <laughs> where you got to get the ring race off the board. I love that one. That's so much right. fun. So, I'm, my mind... The ring I, first I have also played... Many of those my, my mind immediately immediately goes to this scenario because I'm like, this is a pretty similar setup here. Mm. And one of the ways we won that scenario was we, we did this little trick where we moved the wrong race out to the edges. We, we, I like this. Slowly <laughs> moved them out to the edges. Me. And then <laughs> all of a sudden... We? It's a Rui. Bang. No, it's not all of the uh, ring race run to the middle of the table and... <gasps> Go straight up the guts. Yeah, wow. So yep. that was my plan. That was my plan. It was sh- straight up the guts plan. Go go down the middle, draw him to the edge, get all the stuff that can stop me towards the sides, and then go down the middle. Come down, Matt. Positioning. <clears throat> so no, that's what to, I set up. No ding. The problem no ding. is I also needed to make sure yeah. that I could stop Seb from getting past me whilst I set up this amazing play. Mm-hmm. And that's where kind of a bit of the resource management and the positioning on the table ding. came into play. <laughs> I knew that I could. I needed a majority of my force in the center of the table because that's where the least amount of terrain was, the the least amount of bottlenecks. So I had to have majority of my models there, which meant that my right flank would be under undermanned, which means I'd have to leave something there to stop it. Mm. Well, so I so you'd have to position something there. <laughs> you're trying so right, hard. All right, all right. You, you you're overstretching this a bit now, Matty. You're overstretching this a bit. So <laughs> I decide. So I decide... Positioning is my favorite one too. No, go on. <laughs> so I decide, all right, I'm going to need to get some extra attacks on that side of the board because I don't have as many shields over there as I like. I'll flick the banner over there, basically turning all my archers into shieldmen. Yep. Yep. So throw the banner over there, bring the Witch King kind of centerish, and leave Gulavar on my hard right flank to check his cavalry from coming across. So... Keep playing out a few more turns. We trade some spells and stuff, and I'm like, I, I need to, I need to draw Gandalf forward. So mm-hmm. I decide to do a, a little, little cheeky thing, mm-hmm. and I lined up a sorceress blast for him. Oh, nice, nice. So I'm thinking, all right, I the can maybe bait. draw out a sorceress blast here, and get the majority of his archers to to shoot at the Witch King. Which he did. He went for the Sorceress Blast, flopped the spell, didn't get the hit in. His archers went for the shot. He did get my horse, but I was okay with that because I was still in range uh, to charge the following turn with some specters and stuff, and I had the captain ready to go. Luckily for me as well, that was the uh, going into the next couple of turns was the same turn I managed to finally break Gandalf's staff, Mm. which was a big deal because Gandalf was out of will at this point. Because although I had a bit of bad luck early in that turn where Gandalf managed to get off a transfix, I did get a bit of good luck in that I managed to knock out his spells. Now, I was really disappointed at this point you didn't like point your finger right in Sebastian's face and go, your staff is broken. That would have been the best viewing ever. <laughs> Maybe, but I, I, was, I was in full game mode at this point. So, yes, yes. I've set it up. I've got my orcs in a decent position, but... Oh, oh crap, my left flank looked like he was going to break through. So at this point, I'm like, Barrowite, get over there, help Gully. All my cab that I can get, get over there. Spectres, just everyone that can get over there to help Gully because he's transfixed this turn, giving Sebastian a bit more mm. tempo. You guys need ding, to get ding. over oh. You guys need to get over there right now. You need to stop this thing from, from going down and getting off the board. Meanwhile, I set up my counter counterattack. Mm-hmm. 
Witch King throws out some uh, throws out a compel, brings yep. forward a Lake Town militia. Mm-hmm. Captain and the Witch King go in, and I'm like, right, time to go up the guts. Gandalf had gone all the way to the left flank to get his spell off on Gulliver, which means he was would not be in range the next turn to deal with a slingshotted captain. And yep. that's what I did. All right, yep. combat, captain straight up the middle, made sure he was out of charge range and spell range for Gandalf in the following turn. Didn't matter because I got the staff is broken. And that's 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 all she wrote. Captain ran straight up the middle of the guts. Strangely, Sebastian didn't turn around his archers around and go for a Hail Mary shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was yeah. a bit strange, but, you know. Oh, he'd given up the ghost then by the sounds Probably of it. so much probably. in order to the up he, the guts he made, he made a bit of a, like, a bit of a misplay with Arwen on the left flank. Uh, he could have gone uh, a bit more aggressive with uh, the Wrath and maybe a heroic move instead of saving uh, Arwen's might for a defense. Uh, misused his resources, you think? Yes. Ding. Ding. <laughs> It's getting old real quick. I don't know how much of an Australianism up the guts is. I feel like it's a really um, Australian saying. Am I probably? Yeah, sounds like it. Um, for those like who it. don't know, that simply means up the middle, like yeah. going straight through the middle. Because it was coined yes. for mm. Aussie rules, wasn't it? Not. I. It's. I, uh, I feel like I it's remember where I hear reading it, it distinctively. Most, could be in Lockie Leonard. When I was reading that for like year nine in high school, that was a um, young adult fictional book for those <laughs> that who don't we had know, to study. Uh, that was studied in Australian English. high schools. I like the about a it. surfer or young grommet, if you will. Mm. Yes. Okay. No, that's good, I, I, that's good, yeah. going up the guts does sound a little bit crude. At times. It does, but it does. It, it's not really. It's no. It's, it it's, just it's, sounds strange, but it's not. No. It's, yeah. No. 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 That's just the Australianism. So, Absolutely. Very At clean. this point, I've got my walk rider captain running up the middle, running up the guts. My left flank was somehow managing to hold. <laughs> sound effect for that one. <laughs> all thanks to that banner that I left there earlier. And Gulliver finally is getting to act and goes into Arwen and the rest of the knights using the large bases of the walk rider and Gulliver to actually physically block off the board edge, preventing from Arwen and the knights from getting up. That. And at that point, oh, yeah. once I had kind of boxed off Arwen and hemmed her in and got rid of the knights and stuff the boxing. I knew it was now just a, a clean up crew like just clean up the game and just prevent um, Sebastian from getting past me and that was what the game turned into mm. stop him from getting past me uh, it was doing cheeky things with the witch king where I was zipping off to the side to, to reinforce my right flank with some black darts and stuff I managed to get a sneaky compel off on Gandalf to get a dive with Gulliver to get the kill on Gandalf so sneaky and managed to buy some tempo back with uh, <laughs> Ding. Oh, Gulliver every time with a point of might for her at combats fantastic mm. that's a good game yeah I, I, the, the chat on this one was how come Sebastian just ignored the wag in the middle? There was a lot of confusion over that. So you played that really well. So I'm glad we got your thoughts on that because um, in, like, we could watch that. But to some people, it looked like Sebastian was just like, oh, yeah, I'll just leave my middle totally open and ignore anything that goes through, which seems very counterintuitive in that sort of game. Mm, so. I think I was acting second that turn as well. So you didn't have the option to yes. counter me on that turn. You and acting second for, for Agmar is so good, isn't it? Yeah. And I think that's part of the beauty of the list is it can act it can act with initiative and it can act reactively. And that's one thing I liked about the list is you always have options mm. up your sleeve to either be proactive or be reactive. Yes. It does everything that list. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it, does, but, it does everything. Th- there were significant moments, especially on my right flank with my banner, 
against his late town where I was I was like shaking because I'm like this line is so flimsy. There's like eight orcs and a war rider with a banner behind them trying to hold up twice their number in anger. This is why we did the training exactly. session. And that's what like, I was about to come back yeah. to was the training session with you, Jeremy, really drummed into my head the exact positioning Ding. where I needed to have my orcs to prevent models from getting past me. And, you know, it paid off. Plus, the terror was absolutely phenomenal in that game. Mm. I swear you're doing this when I'm not like when you can see I'm away from the mic a little bit every time. I am. I am a little bit. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, on purpose. I will admit the the, the dinging and is so getting I'm a bit to old. make my own dings. It's the only way I'm going to get any. No, no, that's that's right. That's what, that was. Uh, look, that was a good game and a good start and a worthwhile stream because like there will be nothing worse than talking you up and then coming in and you just making oh, that- some stupid choices. It was my biggest mis- like my biggest fear going into that first game was flaming out round one. Like I did not want to flame out round one, and I had so much nerves. I think I was more nervous for round one of this tournament than I was the final round of last year's Articon. Yeah, no, you looked it. You looked it, and Andreas was there to calm you down. But but there was some there was some tension. Great work, Kylie, there. Now, let's Thank go on you. to Matt's Game 1 of the Doubles, doubling up with Cam, who's our honorary Australian, and we know Cam from last year as well. Firstly, Matt, what Top did you bloke. take for doubles? So, straight up, uh, Cameron took a leaf out of my book, and he borrowed my Gilglad for the doubles. Nice. So, he was using Gilglad, but really, I was pioneering Gilglad. I was telling him how, Puppeting this in. is like what it. you need to do. This is how Gilglad works. Cam, oh yeah, charge the heroes. Charge the heroes. That's how you do it. Uh, he took with him 13 High Elf Warriors with Spear and Shield. Now, uh, I had a few thoughts on that most of them revolving around why are they not fight six but <laughs> you know it's that's neither here nor there cost us again but okay and he also had three revendell knights thrown in there as well so mm. just a single warband and six uh, 17 models yep. yep not bad so what's that um, 300 points is it uh 400 yes he was he was six okay. points shy but yep you know that's whatever. Uh, who, who um if uh, I, you can if, only up- upgrade if, guys if i could have given him one piece of advice it's like just take the 12 and give them all um fight six uh it's probably how i would have done it i think yeah so he would have had 17 points so easily could have done it and then the five extra points Whatever. It'd be the same amount. One less model. Anyway, whatever. Cam, doesn't matter. You did well anyway. Uh, my list, I had Durin. I had 12 Hearthguard. I had 5 Iron Guard, And I had Tom, the Dwarf Warrior with a Dwarf Bow. Um, Tom will come into play later. Uh, in, in round one, we were playing. Now, uh, this is the one name that I felt throughout the tournament I could not pronounce properly. I think it is pronounced Yerun uh, Pixma. Who uh, and Mitchell Van Ghent, who I, oh, I, ca- I cannot remember. I'm sorry, I cannot remember what country they were from. I, I want to say they might have been Netherlands guys. Um, you know, sometimes you just guess a country and it turns out that that was super offensive and they don't like that at all. Yeah, I remember, yeah, that's true. I remember I said to Yorit last year, Yorit uh, Rind, I said, um, oh, I would have guessed you were German. And he's like, why? <laughs> and you, anyway. go, you go, I'm Australian. Everyone's away from it. Yeah, you all like, look. We German, know New I'm Zealand, sorry. and that's yeah. it. Everyone we, else sounds we, the same. We know like a couple of countries. Like the French are pretty obvious, and that's about it, really. Anyway, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, no, no, we don't mean offense, <laughs> but we we do provide offense. I'm sorry about that's, that. Yeah, apologies. Um, so they, uh, so our opponents had Theoden with six ride, uh, ten riders, four of them throwing spears. 
Uh, gambling with the banner, of course. Uh, the banner. Two royal guards with throwing spears. So how many models is that? That's 14 models. And his partner had... Oh, yeah. Their, their list was called Gondor Calls for Aid and Rohan Will Answer. But it's the wrong way around here on Tawny, unfortunately. So Rohan yeah. Will Answer and Gondor Will Call for Aid. <laughs> <laughs> um, they had Ingold. Uh, with four warriors shield spear, one with shield banner, two with a shield. Uh, they had Iralas, two uh, with shield, two with shield spear. They had a battle cry trebuchet and an Avenger bolt thrower. Oh no! Two siege engines, both named. Uh, <laughs> both named. I'm so, I didn't even realize what you're knowing at, obviously. It's the battle <laughs> it cry, Matt. Battle cry, battle cry and cry. Avenger. Battle cry, um, the trebuchet, and both, Avenger, the bolt thrower. Both uh, just the swift up... Uh, pardon me. Make just a movie the out swift of reload on the bolt thrower there. <laughs> um, both with, obviously, the, the one might point siege veteran. So, um, in this scenario, we were playing heirlooms. Heirlooms of ages past or whatever whatever it's called. What do I call that one? Uh, the other banner one. The other banner one? Gotcha. Yep, the six randoms. Oh, yeah, that's the treasure hunt. Yes. That's the treasure hunt. There you go. Uh, that That's Jeremy's. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. That's how that one goes. And so, we had the two... <laughs> we had the two... Uh, Siege engines deploy along one side. So one of them was sort of in one corner and one of them was in the other corner. Yeah, they've got animosity, those two, don't they? Like the, the, the ongoing they sort of... They didn't want to sit near each other No, they, they don't, they don't. Because mm, no. Avenger apparently is really nasty too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And to, the battle, battle cry, cry is quite loud. So the Avenger just stays away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's how that works. Mm. Okay. Um, hangs out on his own, making his own <laughs> I honestly can't remember exactly how the deployment worked. I can't recall, but I'm pretty sure they came down before anything else came on the board. Yep. So we looked at that and we went, cool, we're going to go over near those if we can and take them out quickly. Uh, and we did precisely that. Uh, Durin started nearish to the bolt thrower and Gilglad started nearish to the... Uh, <laughs> Gilglad wanted those that free might point from the siege vet, so he started near that. I, I can't even remember if Cam actually managed to do that. Um, I, I wasn't really directing Cam in this first game. He kind of just did his own thing. And then oh, really? I had to look over a couple of times and go, Psst, Cam, you get might points for killing heroes, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. It's kind of puppeting. I like it. <laughs> yeah. um, so it, it pretty much boiled down to all of the Rohan was running around the board uncovering all of the objectives. And the dwarves and elves were just beating down these two siege engines. Uh, <laughs> that Durin, makes me so happy. <laughs> yeah, Durin managed to kill uh, Ingold. I, I can't even remember what happened to Iralas. Probably Gilglad got him. And uh, yeah, no, actually, I think he did. Uh, and then there were, it came down to two objectives left. The Rohan had uncovered everything else. Nothing coming up. And um, Durin was stuck in one corner just fighting Gondor. Took them all out. Um, with the half guard, uh, some of the elves were trekking across the board trying to help. Sorry, some of the dwarves were trying to trek across the board to help the elves. Not nothing doing. They weren't going to get there in time. Um, so it was really all down to the elves. And uh, the Rohirrim managed to get onto the se- uh, the yes second last objective, which was closer to the elves. And you could see both of our opponents going. Don't be a six. Don't be a six. Don't be a six. It was not a six. Okay, good. The objective was right where all the rest of their Rohan was. However, <gasps> it was also in a forest. Yeah, and you have elves. Yeah, we had elves. We had mm. elves. Mm. Interesting tactics. Interesting. 
Uh, I'm surprised they didn't just leave one right at the back and then yeah, go and get everything else. Yep. But, uh, I mean, they could have rolled a six at any point. Who knows? They could have rolled a six on the very first one and then it was their game, really. <laughs> That's the worst um, thing that happens. So it came down to a few uh, clutch Gilgalad heroic combats. Uh, he went after Theoden and lost his horse, Gilgalad did. So, um, yeah. I, I, you know what? I think at one point I looked over and I went, Cam, you know you got uh, Lord of the West, right? Why are you losing combats? And he goes, yeah, I'm, I'm using it. It's just I'm not getting sixes. I'm like, oh, well, Cam, there's your problem right there. <laughs> so, um, I, yeah, I looked over a few times. I'm like, yeah, he's not rolling well and it's not the best positioning tempo or resources, ding, ding, ding. But uh, we ended up managing to pull it out because our opponents failed some courage tests, I think. <gasps> so Gilgalad jumped on the heirloom right at the end. So Is the it bo- an heirloom or an artifact or what are they called? In it's a one? treasure. It's the other banner one. The light cover. object you cut around the table. Light object. That's what I like calling all my treasures, light objects. Um, so he yeah, just... MacGuffin. Yeah, he, he just jumped on it after it was gone. Actually, I think another elf might have grabbed it. I don't know. But um, basically, they all ran away and we won. So the bodyguard was gone at this point that they ran away? Uh, good question. I, I can't recall. Yeah. Yep. Okay. I'm going to say yes. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Or... It makes a huge difference, doesn't it? Yeah. Solid game. Yeah. Yeah. It Sounds was, like you got a bit lucky, but... It was really game. just a bit of fun. Like, honestly, yeah. I, I think um, both of them would would not probably trying to win the tournament, and we certainly weren't. So <laughs> no, clearly not. Yeah, with that no, sort of no. <laughs> so we were just running around. Gilgalab was doing his thing. Duran was trying to do his thing. It, it's hard when it's one of those you got to go everywhere around the board and your dwarves. You know how frustrating is it when you have like a model that you know the tactics for that you're really like fond of, and then you give it to someone else. You're watching someone play it, and, and, it's then, like, and, and you're like, uh, what? Why did you? And you sort of like, um, can, can you bring it towards me? Can you bring? It? And they're like, no, no, I've got this idea. You just took the bait. That's the worst thing to do. <laughs> yeah. I think the first turn, he charged into one of the models on the trebuchet. That, oh, oh, you know what? I forgot one of the craziest things that happened. My, um, they actually did shoot the trebuchet at the dwarves on the first turn, got a direct hit on Durin, mm-hmm. which I managed to save, and then did no other wounds. Oh, really? There did were you magic a, had it? Or there did were you... a bunch of... No, I, I fated it. Okay. But there were a bunch of Hearthguard around. I oh. want to say seven around him so in 50, range. 50 sort of. No wounds. No wounds. Nothing. Ooh. They all got knocked down, which, you know, they were already so slow already, it made no difference. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, nothing. So that was unfortunate huh. for them. Um, Should have just take the generic unnamed trebuchet, not the not the battle. The, battle the regular old yeah. trebuchet would have done the trick. Yeah, anyway, yeah. a bit old and, yeah. Yeah, so that was doubles game one. Uh, we picked up the win. I, I can't recall if we got an oath. Uh, I want to say we... Did uh, yeah, can't remember. I'm Actually, I, I can quickly look at which oath it was, which yeah. might tell me whether we got it. Uh, it was Kingslayers. At the end of the game, you have killed both of the enemy force leaders. I suspect we got that. Yeah, I definitely killed Ingold with Durin, uh, and I suspect the, the you know what, the bodyguard must have been gone, right? Or else they never would have run away. Yeah, no, no, that, that's exactly yeah. it. And that's when it's treasure hunt, like it's usually the bodyguard as they go grab yeah, it. absolutely right. So we must have killed Thad and, um, and that's how that ended up. Yep. Cool. Nice work, nice work. It sounds like you're a bit rusty and it sounds like, uh, I don't think you're gelling as a team yet. It just sounds oh, no. like there's no. there's like two individuals playing and hoping. And so I got to tell you, Jeremy, unfortunately it's all downhill from here. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! But we'll get to yeah. that. We'll get that to that. That was the highlight. <laughs> yeah, that was the highlight game. My goodness, my goodness. <laughs> Pre-pour showing. Oh, you need some more <laughs> fake Australians. Yeah. No, Cam was pretty trash the whole tournament. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I didn't make the best decisions though. Even even in the doubles last year, Kylie and I, we, we 
I don't know. We were was kind that of warm trying. Up more it was, yeah. yeah. We we played that one game where it was kind of a little bit of controversy. Kylie kind of courts controversy at times. Yeah, just, sometimes. Just I'll, I'll be honest. I was an absolute bitch that game. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, I mean, or maybe not absolute, but nah, I was. No, I was it, just a regular. Yeah, but I, I mean, I I was never going to be playing hardline in the doubles. It wasn't that kind of tournament yeah. for me. So you know, we had a bit at of. At least fun. you reined me in later. With, yeah, I tried, and then we lost. So. Yeah. You know what? Again, <laughs> through poor tactical decision. Yeah. Doubles is a different style of game altogether, and you really have to be on song with your partner because you have to trust them to make the right decisions and not go against you, but you also have to let them do it on their own as well. So it's almost like the, here's our code word for a plan, and just like say, say things like, go here, and they know that it implies go there and hold up and defend for a couple turns and let you go because you don't want to give your opponents a tactics away because if you yell out your moves, they find it out as well. So yeah, it's a- and I think Kylie and I do usually play doubles together pretty well. Um, I reckon the problem in the game that I'm thinking of was actually that you gave me a little bit uh, too many resources for me to actually go and do stuff with and didn't leave enough for yourself. So in, yes. in, in a way, that may yeah. be what, you, what you're talking yeah, about, exactly. where you it's not. like you don't trust your partner enough maybe to, to leave them with a That's little bit sad. less than what they need. Are we talking about game two or three? Oh, I can't remember the order. It was the one where I, I slew all the Hunter Orcs. I thought you did pretty well with that. Yeah, but I think... I wasn't maybe, happy with your speed in which you did it. I did it all in two turns. <laughs> two, the problem was I took three turns to get there, yeah, so... yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, I think maybe you gave me a little bit too much to do that. Because I, I wanted you to go in to pull all the scary stuff to your side, yeah, so that I could that was wrap the issue. Up. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I was kind of like trying to. Just you were waiting for me to go in, I was, to I, the, and yeah. I wanted them. I wanted to bait them out too, and yeah. they never did. So yeah. Anyway, Conversely though, how good is it in doubles when you give someone like a simple mission and you just say just break even and like you start doing your own game and you trust them to do that and you turn around and you go, "Where's all your enemy?" <laughs> yeah. And they go. They ran out. There's no. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some of those, haven't we, Kyle? So Me and Jeremy have had some. Yeah, of those. famously no. had some True. of those. Uh, <laughs> we started racing. Yeah. Oh, that was hilarious. Very nice. Good, <laughs> good times. Good. Oh, well, that's well done, Matt, for the highlight of your day. That's yeah. Cheers. Good. Um, yeah. How is Cam fun to play with? Cam's great. Cam's great Cam's to awesome. hang out with generally. Yeah. So, yeah no, uh, I really like Cam. As a doubles partner, he's equally fun. Yeah. On Australia stream because he came over and played at the Green Dragon Studios once, so that and was good. And he looks and more Australian than any of us. He as does. Well. He yes. does. Yes. You've got to go for the stereotype. That's really true. <laughs> Otherwise, you wouldn't know the Australian team. Yes. Okay, Kylie. Game right. number two. Game I two. believe this is this is called to the death, which to in death. my language is the banner one. The banner one yes. that you don't actually die. Which which incidentally is going to come big in this game. Ooh, big! Good, go for it. Big. The banners were huge. So, so who are you playing? I was up against Chris, who was the Italian representative, mm-hmm. um, and he was a very solid player. So he was running the Witch King three fifteen three. Now this is the one we couldn't watch, wasn't it? Yes, this is yeah. this is uh, an off stream game. So Ooh, Witch King three fifteen three subscription only <laughs> on horse like that. <laughs> with crown. Dark Marshal on horse and Shagrat War Leader. And between the three of them, they were leading a mishmash of orcs, uh, Uruks, Blackguard, Black Numenorians, also just a mishmash. There so was, the orc all stars. Yeah. Basically, if there was if there is a basic troop type in the mortal list, they've probably got it some he's probably Ooh. got it somewhere in the list. Yep. So there's, there was a bit of everything, and yeah, it was a bit frustrating at, at times to go heads up into, but we'll, I'll go into kind of how I played it out. So the table was kind of split into quarters. There's a w- wood in each opposite corner and a ruin, a skilly's ruin in the other two 
corners, so mm-hmm. in each quadrant. So there was a semi-large terrain feature in each quadrant. And gotcha. I'm like, all right, good, cool. We've got some ruins and stuff. There's a nice little nook in the Ascilith room where I can hide my banner up nice close to the middle of the table too so I can get in range for some re-rolls and stuff. This, this, I've, got, I've got a plan going here. So we deploy, we run forward, and to, my, to, to a bit of my surprise actually, um, which incidentally after I kind of processed it went, Oh, right. Best players in the world, not playing chumps. Got it. <laughs> uh, my First opponent you that. ebbed away from me, particularly ebbed away from my archers and didn't let me uh, easily set up a firebase with my archery and was kind of almost leading me around the table a bit. But again, I wasn't buying it. I wasn't going to overextend myself. And it was a bit like this for about three or four turns. And then I see an opportunity. It would require me to take myself out of position, um, over Ding. overextend a little bit. But if I pull it off, I'll, I will have the first set of victory points in the game and a lead in tempo. Ding! Ding. Oh. Yeah, you got you there. So Chris had set up a four, four-man box around his uh, banner, mm-hmm. but four men only requires two movement shenanigans Would they to orcs? pull it Yes. Orc men. Orc men or whatever. So orcs. I look at it, I go, well, I can't get any of my uh, harboring a reaver around it. I just have to go straight up on the courage too. So I bring a spectre up. I move, portion my army a bit closer than I would have liked to. Go for the spectre pull on the first orc. <laughs> I'd encourage to. Oh, you poor thing. <laughs> it fails. His Moran orc walks out of the way. And I'm like, I've now got a free shot at his banner. <gasps> spectre, second shot at the banner. Banner fails, runs forward. And I'm like, this is it. This is where I take this game by the horns and and get myself in a good position. That's Ding. a good, good metaphor. Oh, no! <laughs> the Witch King runs forward. And I've, I've got the will points right in front of me. He throws four will four at will. it for a black die. He's got the rear roll with the crown. Gets it off. Your Witch King. My Witch King. Not, not his Witch King. Throw the wound. Have to throw a point of mine at it and snipe the banner. Oh, God, and I've still gone. got mine alive And my man is tucked away in the corner of an Osgiliath ruin With an orc, a spectre And another two of my bowmen In base contact with him what So he is not black, double black darting this thing down What happens to the banner when that happens? Like the black dart, I assume like you get that explosion effect And the model just explodes What's the banner? Is it just like little confetti falling from the sky? Like what's, what's happening? It's funny how, like, I've always thought of Black Dart as not so much of an explosion as more of like a magical gunshot. Like, well, you just just pierces. I think of it like like calling down a a black lightning from the heavens and it just strikes the guy and it just disintegrates in front of your eyes. So, so you got like the the banner and little ashes and things like, uh, yeah. 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 That would explain no other ways. I I pick off the banner Mm, and I'm in a really awkward position now. I'm not happy with my formation at all. You would look at this formation, Jeremy, and go, what is Kylie doing? What is Kylie doing? That's what you would say. Mm, I would. That's and what I looked at him and went, well, he's a turn out. He can compel charge if he really, really wants it. Um, but fortunately for me, he didn't take it. He looked, because it would take him a bit, yeah, you yeah, know, gotcha. awkward out as well. So he looks at me across the table and goes, damn, I did not expect you to come that far forward. And I'm like, got to be in it. You got to risk it for the biscuit. <laughs> Trash talk. I love it. And he's like, yeah, well, good, good move. And he's like, congratulating me on it. And he's like, I've got to go in now. And I'm like, 
Kind of do. Oh, this is kind of do. Reverse Matt. This is so he then he then starts moving his troops forward. Why don't you move this here into my trap? He starts moving his troops forward, and he's got a numbers advantage on me as well. Forty models to thirty-eight. He gets and he comes kind of into the open, kind of where I want him, kind of not where I want him as well. He's actually anchored pretty well off my terrain feature that I'm anchoring off. Your terrain feature, which was really, really hard to describe, but yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, we believe you. Yeah, yeah, we understand it. Yeah, so I understand. Okay. So I'm like Spectre pulling stuff around, and eventually I manage to sneak a Spectre out to the side towards my lines, and I'm like, I'm gonna set up for an opportunity here. Was it a cheeky Spectre? Cheeky, cheeky spectacle out on one of just his basic orcs. I charged Gulliver and the orc captain into him and caught her at combat with the captain. Going, really All right. Cheeky. He's still got a move left. I'll see where I can do with it. Witch King, luckily, was out of range. So it was only the Dark Marshal spell that I had to worry about. He goes in, tries to, you know, ping Gulliver. Gulliver goes, resistant to magic. <laughs> Go away. That's never how resistant works for me. <laughs> That's how Gulliver sounds as well. All right. <laughs> And then he, he he sets up his line. He's got a partial engage on my line as mm-hmm. well. The rest of it's kind of this refused flank. What's, what's it, is it a tight refused flank or is it a bit of a like a space trailing holding out? A uh, bit of a trailing out one. Like okay. yeah. yeah. But in particular, I'm not sure if this was an error by him or if it was just an oppor- uh, uh, just a setup. His back line was a little bit flimsy. Mm. In particular, he left Shagra open. And at this point in the game, uh, the Dark Marshal oh, is no. down a might point. Oh, and right. the Witch King is down a might point. So his anti-flyer formation wasn't wasn't. It wasn't a hundred percent. It left. The it gap. was there, but it wasn't a hundred percent. Okay, okay. And I'm looking at it, going, "All right, heroic combat is already called." I'm like, "Let's see what I can do with it." I get the kill, and I'm like, "Crap, I don't know where to go." So Gulliver is down. Will he's down to just zero will at this point. He's through everything. Just blocked the transfix so he could go for the heroic combat. I'm like, "Who do I go into?" How much might? He's got all th- got all three. Still got all three. Didn't yeah. he just call a combat? I with the captain. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm side. looking at it, and this is this was the, the the basically the the critical point in the game. This was the make or break turn. I could go into any of his heroes. I could go into the Witch King, or the Dark Marshal with the Courage Test, or I could go into his uh, Shagrat. Shagrat was the leader, wasn't he? Uh, no, the Witch King was the leader. Witch King was the leader. Okay. okay. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at it, going Shagrat will leader, oh, not leader. Who, yeah. who 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 do I charge? Yeah, I could go for the leader kill, but that would then put me right in the middle of his army. With spellcasters and a full might Shagrat right next to Gulliver. Yeah, yeah, fickle. I probably don't want to go that. He could th- swing the game back on me, break me, quarter me, win the game that way. Mm. Looking at the Dark Marshal, get rid of that banner reroll, would be really, really juicy. And then I'm looking at Shagrat. Mm. And this is where I and this is where I had vo- your voice in my head, Jeremy. And Shagrat <laughs> wasn't so as far for me to charge Shagrat wasn't as far <laughs> out of the way as his other models. So I'm thinking if I go into Shagrat, bring my captain forward and a couple of my other orcs, orcs are in the right, combat and kind of create, it'll be a flimsy wall, but a wall nonetheless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Around Gulliver, I'd be able to go in here and Gulliver won't be trapped next turn. Yep, yep. So I'm like... Safety strats. All right. The I'm, old going cloud for, defense. I'm going for it. I've got three might. I should be able to knock Shagrat out here. So I dove on Shagrat. Yep. Figuring 
you know what? Shagrat is strength five. He's the only other striker in the list. He's the biggest threat in terms of being able to actually punch a hole through my basic orcs. Yes. And then once I yeah, get rid of that cool. threat of just the sheer raw power in his list, he's not going to have anything that can reliably break my orc front rank. And I'm down paralyzed as well because he's just gone sat will, sat will, boom, there goes my will on the barrow. Mm. Couldn't do much about it because he has Barry so much White's mobility. Just singing without the support. Yeah. But that's all right. He pulled out his barrow wed and. We'll get into what he did during the rest of the game. <laughs> okay. uh, so, jumped Gullivar in, went into Shagrat. We rolled dice. Five dice. And I roll nothing higher than a three. And then I look at Shagrat, who's elected to shield. He rolls nothing higher than a three. Oh, damn. Oh, this is a bit of a, what do we do? And I've, looked at, uh, I've looked at Chris, and Chris has looked at me, and I'm like, I did not expect that to happen. I'm like, neither did I. And Onus is on Chris because he's losing the combat. He goes, well, I'll use a might point. And I'm like, then I'll use a might point. Then I'll use a might point. <laughs> then I'll use a might point. Oh, I like this so option. we threw all of our might at each other, knocked out six points of might in one combat wow. between the two of us. But I'm thinking at this point, I've still got the Witch King on full stats. Or near full stats. Yeah, he's got yep, two yep. might, lots of will, lots of combat potential. And I've got the captain with a point of might still as well. I'm actually on par in terms of um, might will and fate compared to, to Chris at this point and I've got the advantage because I've got the banner alive sure. so I'm like screw mm, it I'll throw mm. it all in Gullivar goes in and in true Gullivar fashion just rips Shagrat apart just <laughs> oh, does six nice. wounds bang take Shagrat off the table and this is the one where you just because you charged in it would just be the straight knockdown wouldn't it yeah 10 yeah. strikes yeah. and forced yeah. to wound yeah. just ripped oh, him apart so nasty. was there anything else in with it uh, no, you just don't need it. Just went like mostly the yeah. most. The, most of the reason well, why I went to Shagrat Two was part of not having to take a courage test because mm-hmm. I didn't want a snake eyes or a three to yep. just completely mm-hmm. buck buck me over because that would have just screwed me over that turn. Yeah. So going I, in, I'm I, in. A I will say, you know, I I've gone into the defense seven plus. He's seven, right? Shagrat? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So sometimes you do go... Does he have, does he have three will? Uh, sorry, three fate He's three well? fate, but he's out yeah. of mind at that point. Yeah. So I was, I was confident on the That's five very com- Yeah, yeah, no, I know what you mean, but I mean, I, I've botched those, you know. So it's, yeah. it, it can happen. You can sometimes only roll like four wounds with 10 dice on yeah. fours. But so. honestly, if, if, if he comes up with, with one or two wounds left as well and no might... You've, you've probably got methods for getting Gulliver out of there potentially. There's no strike yeah. happening. The important thing is the no might. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so you've almost done... Mission number one is to just get the strike gone. So the yep. strike's gone. If Gulliver so had the Witch King that, strike. He had two might on the Witch yeah, King. Yeah, but the Witch King takes its own risks as well going in. There, there were Risky options available. There were options available he to does me. sometimes, yeah. But yeah. So I'm, I'm looking at this game from this position going, I think this is winnable. I've got the Terror still going as well. I've got the Witch King who is on the complete other side of the table. At this point, he zipped back around. And pretty, he's in, pretty healthy at this point, isn't he's he? He's pretty healthy. He's two might, lots of will. He's in good form with some decent support around. I'm like, I reckon I can do a pivot here, switch over to the Witch King as my primary damage dealer and work from there. And that's pretty much what I did. I called a heroic move to force Chris to call a heroic move to counter the Gulliver flying out of dodge. Now he's down to two might on the Witch, just the so, Witch King. So your heroic move was the Fish Gulliver out move, was it? Yeah, yep. with the captain. Yep, he counters it. with the Dark Marshal, he gets it off. He, gets it he then throws the spells at Gulvar. The first one I managed to just fluke block, block, uh, block with the uh, resistance with the magic. Yep, and yep. then the Witch King goes, right, none of this stuff. Bang, gets you with a transfix. In I go. I'm going to charge you. Mm-hmm. At this point, I'm looking at, all right, it's unlikely he's going to knock Gulvar out in one turn. But, you know, I can use this turn to time now to buy time with the Witch King to 
to get some other kills on the other sure. side of the table. And that's what I did. Gorva, Witch King went in, got three kills that turn. My War Riders just turned on, you know, getting throwing weapon kills out of nowhere. Barry White <laughs> pulled <laughs> out his Barrow and it was now shanking Blackguard <laughs> and, and, and stuff. So I was, I was pretty comfortable to be able to grind this one out. Oh, yeah. The Witch King goes in, he strikes up. Wins the Your combat. Witch King or, or His Witch King. Yep, yep, yep. Against Gulliver. Beats back Gulliver. Does two wounds. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> that's cool. Gulliver's bought me another turn. I was going to say, no, bl- no blade then, I assume. No yeah. blade. No, no blade. blade. Cool. I would have played that very differently. Yeah, yeah. yeah it would have been over at that point. Yeah. yeah. So, again, the Witch King's like, crap. Gulliver's won priority. I've got a heroic move again. So, he throws another might point and now he's out. But Gulliver's down to two attacks. He charges straight in. In the following turn, and unfortunately gets Gulliver. But I'm I'm looking at this at this point, going, Gulliver's brought me three turns here and knocked out his biggest damage dealer, and my orcs are now starting to turn back on. Yeah. And you're saying that Gulliver's directly taken off about six points of might just by reacting yep. to him and, and the strikes yeah. an enormous amount of will to the point now where his Witch King is down to I think it was three will. And his Dark Marshal's down to two. Yeah, that's, that's a lot of resources. It's incredible how much... Ding! How much... <laughs> some, resources. Uh, ding! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, Gulliver soaked up so much stats I, this game. How much resources ding. you can pull out purely from the threat of Gulliver, yeah. even when yeah. he's not even really doing yeah. anything. And that's why I love the Witch King in this list, because it allowed me to pivot almost seamlessly. Just went, yeah, cool. Pivoting in the Witch King. Witch King runs around the side. And now the Witch King is just, you know, you know charging two or three guys. Now, when you say pivot, I, I don't think we've talked about that one before. You're meaning basically going from a very defensive Witch King that's there for support to, okay, Witch King's leading the charge. Now let's use yeah. the three attacks. Let's do a combat Witch King. Or vice versa. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what the Witch King is. He was just throwing one die spells out just to kind of harass. Sometimes I just forego the spells just no, to keep you the don't will bother, for the yeah. combat. And the Spectres were absolutely phenomenal in this game. They were they were just pulling out two or three Orcs a turn, just stopping them from acting, just to get the numbers a bit more in my advantage. In particular, there was one Wargrider that just kept going out 10 inches, coming back 10 inches, going out 10 inches, coming back 10 inches, and just denying Chris the opportunities of getting back in the game. Mm. And slowly but surely, I was whittling down his forces to the point where my orcs just started overrunning. And you know how there's a moment in the game where you just see your opponent's army just crumple because you just do like five, six kills in a turn? I had that. It's usually turn one. The turn, the turn after Gullivar went Especially down, that, <laughs> yeah. that happened for me. And his army crumpled. He's out of might. The Witch King was getting just pinned by regular job blobs. The Dark Marshal uh, winked out of existence because he ran out of will. And at that point, I'm like, I think I've, I think I've got it. And... Literally in the very last turn, we had time called on us. Um, clock ran out. I caught him on that turn. Ooh, so official finish. Yeah, nice. official finish. Ooh. Just broke him down, uh, and it was just the rare official finish. I love the official in, within finish. time. Yeah, and it was it was a really really rewarding game to to play that out and just watch and kind of almost validate myself. Going, yeah, I've I've got a plan B and a plan C that I can switch back from and. Barry White was absolutely phenomenal that game in combat and just providing that terror bubble because mm, that terror yeah. bubble saved me that game. It just blocked up so much of his ability to just get numbers to bear because when he was like charging, it's like two on two combats. I've got an advantage. I, I, I'm not at that much of a disadvantage here on two on two. And if your other guy sitting next to him is not charging either, 
You only kill one guy and there's still a whole wall of orcs there that are just holding you up. I like this because this is the kind of game that, that last time you played Gulliver, you probably would have lost because yes. you, you would have thrown Gulliver in, you would have lost Gulliver, which you did, and then you would have said, game over and just, just folded. So the idea that yeah. that you knew that, okay, I'm going to throw Gulliver away, but I'll make sure that he goes down fighting and then I'll go to my next plan, which is use my fantastic orcs and fantastic terror to go and just whittle them down is really good. So yeah. Well done. What was the score on that one? Do you remember? Uh, nine victory points to zero. That one's such a swingy one, isn't it? Like you have a close yeah. game and you get nine nils. Yeah, it's, I was yeah. broken without being broken. And like to kind of kind of show off a bit of how little I lost in that game in terms of how the game played out and how much he, my opponent mm-hmm. threw at getting rid of Gulliver. I lost five models that oh, game. Good flex. I like it. What? One of which was Gulliver. That's crazy. You know what? That's been my experience in a lot of the practice games is if you do go against Gulliver and take Gulliver out, you often spend half your army doing it. It's it's really just to do all the baiting, all the pinning, all the striking, all the stuff that you need to do to take down Gulliver. And it takes you a couple of turns because of defense and all that sort of crazy stuff. That's that's what happens oftentimes. So so some games it's just like, just let Gulliver do the thing because I can't. Spend half my yeah, army. Yeah, I mean, my yep. opponent yep. threw, what, six might points yeah. and probably close to a dozen will points to just getting Gulliver off the table. And Gulliver still took out Shagrat, still took out, you know, three or four orcs. He was absolutely phenomenal that game. Incredible. And I was so, so pleased yeah. to watch yeah. him just <laughs> just be that roadblock for my opponent that, that just could just... And just reliable... A big base model that Shagrat and a Witch King together couldn't take out. That's some serious power. Like that, mm. like it, it, you got the, eventually, but to yeah. lose Shagrat along the way is that's a nightmare because those two could tag team almost anything in the game just, just comfortably. Yeah. I, yeah, I was I was pretty happy with my decision in that game to kind of go mm. right. No, Shagrat needs to die here. Shagrat yeah. needs to be taken off the board. I can manage a Witch King and a. Dark Marshal at this point in the game because he doesn't have the stats left to back it up. So go in, trade your queen for a, whatever it is, a bishop, and away you go. I think it was more of a trade my queen for a couple of rooks and a bishop. <laughs> yeah, don't underestimate Shagra. Don't that, underestimate. That's what it felt like. It was fe- felt like I was giving yeah. away one piece uh, for three or four. Yeah, okay, gotcha. Yeah, you yeah, know, look, and I think that's that's one of the moves you have to pull off sometimes. Mm. And people think it's a disadvantage for Gulliver, but to be able to just yeah. to surgically do that and just yeah. say, right. You're in the bad fly formation. I think, yeah. I'll take out something. I think the key of it too was following up Gulliver. So Gulliver went, mm. in, went over and charged into Shagrat, but the captain was on his left, a war rider was on his right, right, and the rest of the Yorks filled in the gaps in between that with my nice. rest of my line. This is a great example, actually, of the difference between Gulliver in the previous rules and the Gulliver in the new rules. Gulliver previously would need a couple of turns to have been able to do the things that Kylie did with yeah, him yeah. in this one. one plus this attack. time, it's a single turn and yep. it can just take out a Shagrat. Yep. yep. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah. I agree. That that charge bonus attack is a nightmare. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, so unfair. No, great, great, great work, Kylie. So, Matt... All high so far. So let's go to your doubles game two, which I can't wait to keep oh, up the trend. This is a really exciting one. Where okay, no, it's all right. You know what? I, I'm just going to go over it real quick. I'm not even going to. I'm going to. 
mention who my opponents were. So we had David Clark and Scott Whitefoot. Um, mm-hmm. they, were, they were both perfectly nice guys. Scott they sounds took, like a hobbit. Is they, that right? Uh, Scott Whitefoot. Uh, no, he was well. He was taller than me, but okay, that's not so. saying much. So, um, both of them lovely guys. They took an absolute trash list, and I hated it. Um, sorry guys, <laughs> but I, I did. Uh, they well, look in hindsight, it wasn't that bad. It just was a bad matchup for us, maybe. But uh, they had Aragorn the King. They yeah, had a nice choice. Nine Fountain Court. Okay. Uh, two Knights and four Rangers. So Nothing it wrong with seems that. fine, fine now. And then you realize that it was backed up by Galadriel, two Galadriel with bow, one Galadriel with a banner, one with a Warhorn and Elf bow, two Knights with Elf bow, and 11 Guard of the Galadriel. <laughs> there it is. There it is. So, so fight six, what a jerk for taking as fight six. As I mentioned at the start... Yes, we had no fight six, despite having Gilgalad. So, this was a terrible matchup, and also they outshot us to oblivion because we took virtually yep, nothing. Yep. We had Tom the Dwarf Bowman and a few throwing weapons. And so, of course, the scenario just happened to be Lords of Battle. Lords of Battle. That's Lords Kill Points, is it? That is Kill, kill Points. points. I'm yep. learning the name so well now. You are, It's yes. only taken like seven years. We'll come back to that one too, because I think I was playing Lords of Battle in my next game as well. Ooh, right, yeah. So, I mean, I'll explain it all now. Um, you kill things and you get points. Uh, so, and basically, they and you can get might back if you ever get into combat with another hero. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, so, they castled up in a corner of the board and uh, shot at us until we reached them. <laughs> Uh, at one point they made uh, classic elves. at one point they made a terrible move. I'm sorry guys if you're listening, but this was a shocker. Uh, they they heroic marched with Aragorn, I think just for something to do. Because uh, otherwise they would have just been sitting there in the corner. That's known as a heroic boredom, <laughs> where the, the game's just so <laughs> yeah. so tedious that you've got to call a heroic move Pretty just much. for the fun of it. Um, so Aragorn had everything within range. He was on a horse. He moved all the way over to one side. Half their army moved, and Cam oh. Cam was so savvy in this one. He waited for them to move half of the army, all of the Galadrim over. And then he pointed out the fact that most of the rest of the army could not get within six of Aragorn and now could not move. (laughs) So Aragorn had marched all the way over to one side and half of the army had to stay where it was. Yep, yep, yep. (laughs) So this was the only thing that gave us any chance whatsoever in this game. And we proceeded to attempt to capitalize on it and just fought uh, just fought the Fountain Court, ignored the Galadrim and all the other elves, and didn't do a whole lot. They yep, just blunted yep. us. Um, a lot had been shot out. Both of the, the Rivendell Knights had lost their horses. Gilgalad, we had kept him literally out of range while the dwarves walked at the archers. Uh, and then on the very last turn, they managed to get a couple of shots at him, threw a few in the ways, and took out his horse. The very turn before he charged. So, didn't get a charge off with Gilglad. Durin was getting compelled backwards. Uh, and I think we still only lost by a couple of points. So, we did everything we could. Um, but unfortunately, the, I don't think the matchup was there for us on that one. You don't have any march in your army, do you? No. 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 That, we only that's... had Durin and Gilglad. Yeah, so. yeah, that, that 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 is hard with those ones because you're paying a premium for elves that can, when you lose a few to shooting, it does affect you. And to not take the option with Gilgalad, the best option he's got to, to be able to bulk even just a few, to put five spearmen in there just to move that fight six mm. around, suddenly means that, that any basic infantry you're beating or matching... The fight six was huge. And that those those Gladion Pikemen are so They can key. triple up, so yeah. they, they were doing that where possible. They, they can shield, which is ridiculous. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wood Elf Spears, sure Galadrim Pikes and they can shield Alright um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah It, it um, wasn't it wasn't my favourite game Of the tournament, I've got to say But uh, 
you know, we, we had a bit of a laugh that we got a beer afterwards. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's yeah, how yeah. it goes. Uh, and is it entirely I, Cam's fault? I, I no, no, no. Oh. Cam, Cam totally got us into the game. Literally, okay, that that call where time. he waited until they had moved half of the army, and then he, he sort of leans over and goes, "Matt, Matt, I don't think they can get the rest within six. And I'm like, "Oh, should we tell him?" He's like, "No, no, wait." <laughs> <laughs> So, ah, <laughs> oh, that's that. And then he walks around and he sort so of dirty, he looks at it really that. closely and he whips out the tape and he goes, "Hey guys, you know you got in within six Aragorn, and there were only like a couple of models that yeah, hadn't yeah, yeah. ended within six, and they're like, oh yeah. So they move those ones back, and then they're like, yeah, we've moved too many. We can't move the rest of them back. So they were stuck, split into two. It was great. It was. Uh, oh, uh, I love that tactic yeah. as well. That, that's the um. Oh, I've never played before tactics. Like, oh, <laughs> I was reading the rule and I, I didn't read much of it, but I read this one rule that said you have to keep them together. Is that right? <laughs> Is that right? And it looks like you've moved the. Oh, 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 oh no! Does that mean you're? T- <laughs> what a kerfuffle! <laughs> oh no! Well, I guess if I put my whole army on this one, we'll see what happens. <laughs> so yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I, normally, I would not condone that kind of behavior, but... Uh, Devious like a fuck. With, with the way what? that the game was turning in the matchup, I'm just like, you know, we'll take every advantage. Part of the fun of doubles is, like, getting that gotcha moment because you've got an audience. So, normally, when you do it one-on-one, it's like, all you're doing is demoralizing one person, but you've got, like, your cheer squad. So, it sort of emboldens you sometimes. It's like, yeah, we got you. We got you there. <laughs> so, <laughs> so exactly. I can see that happening there. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Okay, well, that's... That's a shame that you lost that one, Matt. But I think that's um, some somewhat due to your list. Like you had a list that could probably we, yeah, break we, even. We, we weren't ever intending on it being a competitive one. We were just no. kind of throwing a couple of things together. So you and, know, coming up against that, yeah. That's and what you I, get. I can look. I'm going to defend that list a bit. That doesn't sound that dirty to me. It's not themey. It it really wasn't that bad. It was just the fact that they had fight six and we didn't. I think I, that's it. More I was than a little anything. bit upset with Cam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, cause you, yeah. you're paying a premium. For fight five at that point, which is useless. Mm, yeah. And that, that hurts when you yeah. do that. Yep. That's what the other elf players feel like against your army normally. I know. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> Kylie, your game three. So you said you're playing Lords of Battle, which is for those Lords at home. Lords of Battle, yes. And look, I I was up against a lovely fellow uh, by the name of... You know what? I'm not going to even attempt to pronounce this um, because I attempted to pronounce it. Matt will pronounce it. And absolutely fluffed it up. It's not Javier. I don't think that's how I was told it was oh, really? pronounced. Yeah. Uh, okay. J A V I E R, which I would yes. assume would be. Javier. Anyway, there was there was a whole like two minute thing before the stream started and mm-hmm. the, the tournament, the the game started, and we end. He ended up just he's like, just call me an Arion, and I'm like, done, done, <laughs> easy, easy. Uh, if I may, word. if I may make an attempt, Javier Cavero Atero. Good. Thank you, That's my guess. At and it. he yeah. was the Spanish mm-hmm. representative. And and this is what, the, the round of four? Is that right? This is, yeah. So we're down to the uh, semifinals. Yep. Uh, so no matter what, I get another game after this. Yes. Minimum, I will get to play for third place. Yeah. Minimum. Maximum, you get to play for first. So I was, I was thrilled to get to this because I get my four games for the day. I've, I felt like Good I've range. not I flamed like out early. We we can we can we'll still play our hardest and go home, but I've I've gotten to the spot I wanted. So, Kylie, to get what to. you're saying here is you've no stress whatsoever. You're playing for in the semi-final. <laughs> uh, no, like, eh. no, because no, I will get into where the stress really kicked in for this game. Okay, because okay. this game, this game is straight fire, absolute 
fire this game. So if you want to have a watch of this game, go check it out on on STF because this is a Spoofing game. Spoofing in the fellowship again. Yeah. So my opponent had uh, or just message Andreas, <laughs> harass him. Please send me the link. <laughs> so, uh, Nerion had Guahia, Gandalf, Tariel, Hilda, and Alfred for heroes, and had a bit of Late Town supported by Mirkwood Elves. Which one was Gandalf in? Uh, Late Town. Gandalf was Late Town. Okay. Gandalf led Late Town. Hilda led Late Town yep. with a bunch of with Alfred, and Tariel led a bunch of elves. Yep. And Guahia was just you know chilling there, being a big flying oh, evil thing. Good chilling. So Lords of Battle. And was I'm this like, the one that Guahi like fell off the base? So it was just a yeah, base? Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So to set the scene, I'm like, I wonder if he'll start up my face. So again, I, I did a bit of you, Jeremy, you know, plonk my captain down <laughs> hey, forward hey, hey. Uh, just to test to see where my opponent will go. And he didn't quite go all the way at the back of the board, but he didn't go all the way at the front. He went mm. kind of very close to the 12-inch mark. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Dropped my army down right in front of him. He had this really weird like, choke point between a forest and a ruin. Yep. And I'm like, oh, yeah, this point here seems good for Gulliver. Bush King's in good, you know, range to support. I can refuse flank on my right. We got a, we got a, we got a spot where we can, you know, play out this game from and, and see what happens. First turn, Witch King goes, yeah, I'll throw a break stuff on Gandalf. Gandalf's like, yeah, go away, Witch King. I've, I can block this. Yeah. And then Gandalf yeah, cool. goes, hey, Gulliver, come over here. <laughs> Throws a compel, gets a six. And I'm like, crap. Two dice compel grabs a six. I'm like, all right. Yeah, kitchen yeah, solid, sink. solid tactics. I like it. So, kitchen sink. I'm throwing the kitchen sink at this. Three will and resistant to magic. So the four. Kitchen sink and four the dice. to go with it. Yep. Three is my highest roll. So yes, it really was the kitchen sink because mm. all of our went, I ain't going over there. Yep. You ain't making me go over there because I know if I go over there, Tariel, that giant bird... And those knights are charging me and I'm going to die. So you've got a choice here. You can either die in their face with yeah. all your might or you can throw and away all your might and survive maybe a yeah. turn. And if you actually watch the stream, it is the you can see the moment of terror on my face. And, and Aaron goes, so goes off and goes reaches for Gulliver and literally picks him up. I think if Naron hadn't have done that, actually reached forward to Ooh. pick up Gulliver, I may, may have let it go through. But when he reached forward to pick it up, I went, He's picking up to kill my Gulliver. No yeah. one picks up to kill my Gulliver. <laughs> no, thank you. Only I pick up and kill my Gulliver. And then went, three might resist. Yeah. And Aneron just went, cool. And he was pretty happy out. about yeah, that. Yeah, actually. he was pretty happy about it. Then the second turn happened. And the second turn was where everything just went, what the hell is happening in this game? Mm. So Aneron. He's got priority. I call a resolve with the Witch King to throw an extra dice for Gulliver to resist the next incoming compel that I know is coming. Gandalf goes, compel. Rolls double twos. And he's like, and I can see the look on an arrow's face and like, got to be in it. And I'm like, okay. Throws two might to get a compel off on a four. I'm like, Wow. Damn. Solid. I like yeah. it. I like One it. in four for me to fail this. That's not bad. Actually. I pick up both dice, resistant and resolve. It's high reward. And roll a two. <laughs> Damn. And the compel goes off. And I think part of me actually broke in that second. <laughs> wow. Part of me broke. I'm like, I'm looking at this game going, I think I've just lost. And then I'm like, Was there a voice right. in your head? Was there a voice in your head? They have How, to be a voice I'm in like, head. I'm thinking to myself, How do I get out of this situation? How Matt's do I get voice. out of this You've situation? Lost. How do I get out of this situation? <laughs> Fortunately, he compels Gulliver into combat with um with some other stuff. So Gulliver actually had charge bonus at this point, which is kind of weird, even though he can't strike. But, yeah, um, that is weird. 
Why would you? Okay. Yeah, it was a thing. It was a whole uh, thing. I'm looking because at the witch king going, all right, you don't what can I do? And I'm like, skill. I'm like, I've got a plan. I've got a plan. I've got a plan to get my Gulivar out. Witch king goes, right, transfix. Three dice on, 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 um, why here? Yes. I get the six. I re-roll into the six, in fact, from the crown. So go crown. Gulivar, uh, Guahir throws all three of his will points to resist Solid. and misses by one, gets the five. And, and I, at this point, I'm like, a glimmer of hope appears on the horizon. I'm like, <laughs> I've got a chance. I've got a chance here. Resist it. And I'm like, that's okay. That was just to get rid of your, sh- your wheel shield. That was just to get rid of your resources so that the real star of this game can come in and do so, his so, thing. So just to make that clear, Anarion's thrown the point of might, chased it, and yep. now Gua, he's got just the fate left. Is that right? We missed a ding. Correct. She definitely said resources there. Ding, ding, yep. ding. We'll, we'll put it in post. <laughs> Barry White. And I, I actually, you, you can watch me crouch down over the table and whisper to Barry Wright, if there is ever a time I need you to step <laughs> up, this is it. It's like Matt with a rest up <laughs> I pick up four dice, cross four wheel off Barry White's sheet, throw the four dice, and with utter relief, see the six come up, and I'm like, yes. Needing a four. Paralyzed <laughs> chicken, here we go. Ooh. So I know for a fact that Gulliver is surviving this turn. The captain goes in, charges a model, peels off some guys. There's only one model in combat, an actual combat with uh, Gulliver at this point, and that's his cavalry model. And I'm like, yes, I I think I might have survived one turn with with, with, um, So so at the moment, you've got a combat between a transfixed Gulliver and a paralyzed (laughs) Guahia. Transfixed Gulliver and paralyzed Guahia. Yes. That is the combat. So you automatically win on transfix, but you don't get to strike because you're transfixed. Correct. Mm-hmm. Fun, fun combat. Yeah. <laughs> so that played so out. Much dice. We got some yeah. weird stuff else that happened, and I'm looking at this game going, "How do I get out of this situation?" And after my horrendous luck earlier in the game with the absolute worst resist roll of the century, <laughs> <laughs> no hyperbole. I there managed at all. to win the roll off in the next turn. The captain's right, gully. Was it actually I'm, the best roll of this entry? Probably. Oh, good. Probably. The captain goes, turns to Gully and goes, Gully, I am sacrificing my life for you. You better, better do good things. And Gully's like, thanks, bro. Flies over the ruin, lands back in front of the elves, and the captain charges into Tariel, sacrificing himself, but most importantly, Got Gulliver out of dodge. Was this the move that you like? You kept doing backwards and forwards because you mismeasured and had to put your captain yeah. somewhere. Else. Yeah, that, that, that. By the way, I should also mention at this point in the game, I'm shaking, literally shaking. And if you actually, if I'm not sure if it'll come out on camera, but if you actually watch Nairon's movement, he's shaking too. We are both shaking in this game. I'm pretty sure like, Andreas put an effect that no one was shaking. The the day the stakes were so high, and we were so just kind of like high emotions at that mm. point that we were just kind of like talking and just, you know, right, this is my intention. Let's see if this can happen. And we're like, yep, yeah, cool. Let's play it out. And this is when the game turned on because Guahi also woke up from Paralyzed this turn. And I'm like, wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. What, what is happening with this actual game now? So at this point, Gulliver's gone in with a part move and I've still got part of my army to move. And, and Aaron's got part of his army to move. And I think this is where the game turned and gave me the kind of leverage I needed to turn the game around. Yeah, Guahi waking up is always a case and that happens. So Anarion pushes his right flank that was currently anchored um, 
between the forest and the ruin mm-hmm. and pushes it forward. Mm-hmm. Goes into my orcs. Um, did the terror, I did, I did, terror help you out with that? The terror wasn't there. Oh, Terra was gone. Because Barry, Barry White off, had buggered off. Off singing somewhere else. And it were, and the Witch King had and ducked, was dancing in the back. ducked yep. around the side to get out of range of the, the giant scary chicken. Mm. So I'm looking at this going, hang on a second. He's come forward. His entire army <laughs> is, designed, is designed to fight front to back. What so the, spearmen behind, douche. shields in front. So all my <laughs> war riders, everything I could, as far as I could physically get, Pushed forward and wrapped into his elf spearman. Yep, yep. And at the that point, I, at that point, I looked at the game state, looked at where my models were positioned, and went, "I think I've Ding. got a good chance at winning this game." And then proceeded the slog fest. So the rest of the game is a, a little uninteresting at this point. Um, Barry White was um, actually I didn't realize uh, only realized it after I saw Anarion throw the spell. But Gandalf, because I hadn't thrown all my will. To paralyze Guahi, I yes. had thrown four. Four. I had one five. will left. Mm. And Naren was really paranoid about the paralyze coming back across. We have talked about this yes. many times. Many, many times we talked about keeping that one will because the threat is worth it alone. It's better than the spell. Because that one paralyzed late game can absolutely be ruined. Yeah. So Naren is throwing protection of the valor on Guahi to prevent spells going at him. And I'm looking at it going, Barry's doing his job. Because if Gandalf's protecting Guahia, Gandalf's not attacking Gulliver. Yes. And yes. Gulliver was now killing two guys a turn. It's kind of like Schrodinger's Barrow White, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Guahia yes. is both paralyzed and not paralyzed until exactly. that last exactly. war point. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I think there's a song about At this that point, I, well. I just kept min-maxing. I did some cute things with the Witch King where I compelled guys out of the road. So I had a clear run at Hilda, killed Hilda, got a might point back and went, Hang on, if, Witch, if the Witch King can get a might point back from killing a hero, Gulliver can get a might point back <laughs> from killing a hero. Hey, so Gulliver dives over the back, That's how it works. jumps onto, uh, off a of heroic combat, jumps onto Alfred. So, so, so did we talk about before what Alfred did with his might? Ah uh, yes, gave it all to Hilda. Hilda and not Gandalf. There was a, there was a. Huh. Was there Gandalf a... cannot receive the might because he's not late uh, town. He doesn't have gotcha. the late town. This is one of those ones that they discuss in yeah. there because it was initially tried to be on Gandalf. Yeah, and so Anarian threw it all at Gandalf, and then there was a discussion. Someone else mentioned it, and there were, and then you two just agreed. Oh, you just put it all into Hilda, and that yeah, was sure. fine. Yeah, which, okay. That, I think that was, cool. was a good way to, to yeah, 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 sort it out. Yeah, and I'm like, so he had like a four might Hilda. Yeah, who I think burnt through three of it over the course of Lots the game. Lots of moves and things, yeah. Uh, mostly for her it moves. But at this point, Gulliver gets a my point back from killing Alfred. Mm. And I'm like, I think oh, I can do old. this. It's all oh, yeah. yeah once I, Alfred's I, I gone. think I can do this. <laughs> and the Witch King is wrapping up that side of the flank. The Terror was helping out in ways I cannot describe. My right flank was dying slowly. And I had oh, that's my favorite move, the die oh, slowly. The, it was it was beautiful because die I managed slowly. I managed to get Tariel in this really awkward position where she was in the middle of a doorway, so she could only ever fight one orc <laughs> a turn. Yes, and one orc oh, yeah. just Ultimate kept going into Tariel and going, "Kill me!" And Tariel <laughs> go, "Sure, bang!" Dying and slowly? then the next orc went yep. in and yep. goes. Kill me because you could never get a multi. Talked about off. the dying slowly so many times. Mm. So I'll give you one orc a turn yeah. because, because like she's not going to bother doing a heroic combat, or she's not going to like she can't get the extra attacks. It's it's yeah. Just a and as that game kept kind of unfolding, it's the worst. I, I just it was one of those games where I was starting to build up small advantages and build on it and build on it. And remember that well point that I talked about earlier that 
I did not throw. Barry White's will Well, come. towards the end, I'm looking at this. I'm like, I can I can get the, the heel in now. I can get the finishing blow. And Barry White warmed up his hands you once again. You can't resist it, can you? <laughs> went for the paralyzed towards the end game when Guajir had gone into three or four orcs. And I went, I want to save these VPs. Mm-hmm. Got the paralyzed off and down Guajir went. Thud, hits the ground. And at that point, I, I was like, I think I've got it. Gulliver went into Gandalf, bounced off him for one turn. Yep. Then went in the next turn, killed the Grey Wizard, jumped over, killed Guahir, and Guahir, Gulliver was back to three might. <laughs> Just like that? Just like that. Back to three might. Um, unfortunately, Tyrael managed to get into the Witch King and kill the Witch King, but at that point, both our leaders were dead. The leader doesn't matter in this and, one, does it, though? Ah, uh, yes, it does. Yes. It does? It did it reintroduce points. Yeah. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. And... I just managed to run away with it, wiped Narion off the board and managed to get a 6-1 win. So I was mm. very, very happy. And if you guys want to see some, like how to collapse those kind of really annoying armies with like really high fight value, fight six or whatever, spear supports with like tanky front guard or late town front, that's the game. This you is the watch. game you're the most proud of because you yeah, kept yeah. telling me to watch this game. And as well. honestly, um, uh, we, a lot of people ask us like, how do you perform with these lists? How do you do it? Go and watch this game. Yeah, this game's a good one. And you'll get a really good grasp of the kind of movement that, that all of us use when Anarian we're trying to as get well, to be manage. honest. Like, I thought Anarian did some really Anarian good was well. moving very well. Um, he, he was a bit unlucky with Guahir bouncing off, and he was very reluctant to spend Guahir's last might point to do something proactive. But I think that was the right move as well, because you needed it in the bag in case the Witch King decided to do something crazy. Honestly, though, I think if you spent that extra will point on Barry White, I think Anarian would have been able to do some way crazier yeah. stuff with, with Gandalf and probably would have, well, potentially swung it around as well. So that was that was probably the champion moment of you to just go, because you're thinking about it. Because oh, that was, that was you needed to get that paralyzed. So you're going four or five, four or five, four or five, and you made the right call doing four. And then just holding on to it, not throwing it away for that yeah. cheeky one next turn. Because I needed that one wheel. Because if 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 the spell went off, I needed the one wheel later on in the game for threat. Yeah, and your voice kept talking in my ear the I entire did. time, like protect. <laughs> I was Barry asleep Wright. At this Protect too. Barry Wright with the one wheel point it means Guahi is not coming in <laughs> within six inches of him at any point for the rest of this game. And Guahi didn't. Guahi never went within six. Always protection was coming over the top. Yeah, yep, yep, yep. So good. So good. It was just. Love it, love it. And I love my voice in there as well. In fairness, my voice was written in Kylie's book. She took notes the whole time and like kept quoting me and like, writing it in. So we t- I told every time it's coming out, just calm down, read your book. Calm down, read your book. And you know what? This book came in so handy during the tournament, just flicking back through during my opponent's moves or whatever, just to quickly just see my notes and That's stuff. That's going to be like the yeah. one piece of green dragon memorabilia we're going to actually be able to get some money. It's Kylie's secret book of tactics. Only once it's full though. It's Do you not know quite what? Full yet. In all seriousness... I think we could do a an actual a Green Dragon podcast tactical dictionary actual book. I think that's a thing that we could do, and maybe with a little foreword by Kylie on all. Could we all actually do it seriously, or we just take the? I'm serious. Okay. I, th- I think we could do a okay. real okay. book on that. Brave call, Matt. Yeah, yeah. People yeah. might actually listen to us for tactics. We'll see, but, <laughs> hey, hey, no, actually, let me know if you're listening to this. Let me know if you'd buy a copy of a. Uh, a actual released book of the Green Dragon Podcast Tactical, tactical Dictionary. Oh, we're going to increase our revenue streams Written. from zero to one. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. I like that. That's a good idea. We could afford to go flying overseas again. Heck yeah. Oh, yeah. I can, I can, I can see it being a best seller as well. I'll ghostwrite it for you, Matt. It's all David. 
It's all day. <laughs> it's a good day, but yeah. <laughs> I won't proofread it for all you. All right. Matt, Matt your, your, your game. last doubles game. My last doubles final game. Final one. Final okay. one. Okay. So I'll be honest. I don't remember a whole lot about this, except that uh, my opponents introduced themselves as Quentin and Corentin, and I had to ask them <laughs> if I was hearing double. Um, <laughs> and they go, no, triple. <laughs> yeah. So they were from France, I believe. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a bunch of Hunter Orcs, some Gundabads, the Lingering Shadow, which is just a great pick. I'm glad they had that. Um, mm. uh, oh, the, I like him. Is yeah, he the jumpy one? He's the yeah. jumpy one. He's yeah, the he's one that flips favorite. around and does backflips everywhere. And uh, and they had the Keeper of the Dungeons in there as well. I think uh, the Hunter Orcs leader was probably Fimble, I want to say. Um, yeah. So it's a, a it's a, um, a Dolgaldor allied with the... Um, as Hunters, Hunters As yeah, Hunters? I think yeah, cool. that is correct. Yes, yep. so that sounds right. Yeah, um, so they the scenario I'm pretty sure was seized to the prize. Uh, oh, I like that. Uh, one. The old uh, March first and hope. That's the one. Uh, they hoped harder, I guess. Oh, did they? Yeah, they did, and they got there oh, first. You didn't have March. Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> didn't have March. no, no March. So a wall of Hunter Orcs came up at us. Um, they grabbed the prize. I think they got it first turn. I feel like every time I play Seize the Prize now, it gets dug up first turn. Yeah, it's, it, like, everyone does it. I, I have played a game where it went for like six turns and didn't happen, but lately it just seems it's always Hon- the first Honestly, turn. I think it should be like the one in Battle Companies where you have five objective markers along the center line yeah. and you don't know which one is the prize is under. That so would you be have cool. to contest so I could treasure five. Hunt. Or you deployed back a couple turns because I feel like just the... The fact that there's so many things that can get 12 inches with some sneaky stuff. Then mm. I do I do much prefer the five on the center line over both Seize the Prize and Heirlooms. That's a cool one. Yeah. yeah. I like the Heirlooms treasure hunt, but I don't, uh, I'm not sure about the Maelstrom. Heirloom feels... Yeah, Maelstrom. That's the issue. It, it feels incredibly random. Yeah. Like, at times, it can be totally... I want modified one-sided. Maelstrom where half your army sits up normally and then you have some warbands yes. on the side. Yes. Uh, now like we're the coming up with the real ideas. Clash yeah. Piglets. Yeah. yes. Anyway, uh, so yes, it was seize the prize. They got the prize. Um, where he ran in, whacked some stuff. Uh, Gilglad was <laughs> just like going straight through the middle, um, and and chasing after. I think Fimble had the prize, uh, but they eventually got it round to one side. Um, I don't think the game finished. I think we ran out of time. We were just really hunter walks. You would, oh. yeah. You, I don't know. It was kind of maybe we did. I can't remember. Yep. Anyway. Um, <laughs> And, yeah, we never really got into a good position, so... Um, no ding? Okay. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, no, you don't get the dings. Kylie gets the dings. <laughs> oh, why don't I get any dings? You don't get the dings when you're so, losing games. So, um, I think Durin did some good work in this one. Yeah, Durin and, and Gilglad both kind of just cut a hole through the center, which was kind of fun, but we never really had so, a chance once the prize was away. So, you got to the point with Caesar Prize where so often happens where it's just like, okay, the... the the game now turns into how much can we kill because yeah, we're exactly. never getting the prize. Yeah, it was yeah. it was over pretty early. Um, and yeah, so they got away with that one. Um, we had a lot of fun just cutting through Hunter Orcs towards the end of the game, and that was pretty much how our doubles went down. Uh, it was mm. just a just a bit of hit and giggle, really. You know, we weren't too worried about winning yeah, good. it, but um, there it is. Yeah, thanks for uh, partnering with me, Cam, after I lost Kylie to the wiles of the Articon <laughs> Invitational. Yep. Um, and, and, and moving right along, because I want to hear about this next game. I do, I do as well. Okay. Also live streamed. So a video is available, yes. but uh, let's hear Kylie's thoughts. Right. Yes. First Listen all, to we... Kylie's thoughts while you watch the game. <gasps> We're going to have to sync that. <laughs> might have to mute This the will be the game. longest episode ever. Uh, oh but, yes. Um, so... Just a bit of kind of backstory. Mm-hmm. Last year for Articons, 
final round, yep. the seventh round exhibition mm-hmm. championship round. I've played against Jake Claire. Who's that? The rules writer. Never heard. The of man it. himself. Oh, okay, okay. In the final round. Oh, the final and round. This time, once again, final round of the Invitational. I am up against Jay Claire, and I saw the round draw, and I'm like, "This is rigged. Right. This is surely rigged. This is dumb." It does sound like it. it does. Sound I am like not going to yeah. slack myself out Someone's because written this I yeah. have been begging for a rematch totally for the scripted. past twelve it's months. So scripted. Well and done, I'm James. Like, Clark I am not going to let this opportunity. I'm not going to let this opportunity flip slip through my fingers. Flip or slip through your fingers, yeah. That's good. So Full I was squaring off against Jay, rematch of the fingers. of the year. <laughs> and I they've, they've said it. You couldn't you couldn't have written a better storyline for this. Uh, but apparently they did. You well, know what? Yeah, if someone wrote this storyline, like I'm going to say they're a hacker, like because it's such a Mary Sue, isn't it? Yeah, it's totally cliche. Yeah, it's, oh, it's pretty so cliche. bad. It's so, so bad. coming of age teen novel. Oh, it's so dumb. I was up against Jay in the final round. It's the karate rounds. kid. <laughs> it is the karate kid. This is the karate kid. <laughs> We're literally podcasting the karate kid, the oh, plot to it. Oh, yes. I get the best character. I love it. <laughs> oh, Mr. Miyagi, get out of here. <laughs> yes. Who the hell am I? You know, I don't want to know. You're one of the extras. Thanks, yeah, Matt. probably. So, like the taxi driver. <laughs> I'm up against Jay in the final round, and he's bringing those pesky Rivendell elves. Mm. He has got Elrond, Arwen. Yes. Keenan. Lindia Yep So auras and wrath for days Yeah but of course he was very nice And just said before the tournament You know what This is too good I'll just reduce its effectiveness a bit Which is very noble Very kind of him Yeah, yeah I like totally. that <laughs> <Yep>. Anyway <laughs> I'm trying to like collect my thoughts Again for this game Just now, now look I, I want to say something yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, very quickly, we designed your army list to have a bit of inbuilt defense against the the mass Wrath of Brunner because at the time that was really powerful. So yes. the two defenses, two prongs, is defense five across the board because defense yeah, five that's is a where good the defense. extra I it think sucks it was resources. Nine shields I threw into the yep. list came from. Absolutely. And things like the Witch King on Barry White and Gulivar that have multiple will to throw at it if you need to. So you've got some high will characters that can defend against it, and you've got high defense that if they do get it off, it's not a big deal. So it's not a bad army list to take on this Rafa Bruin yes. type. But that said, Elrond still has the Spirit Bane stuff, and I had a lot of really key important spirits in my list. He had oh, Pidan. So my terror meant nothing, and his terror meant the everything. Yep. Uh, he had a resistance to magic on all his models because of Lindia. And he had a redundant wrath in Arwen. So on paper, <laughs> not so much a wrath. It's just another hitter. On paper, you know, I would say Jay probably has the advantage here in terms of disagree. Well, that's hard, what the consensus was. Hard disagree. Wow. Yeah. Because of the, the scenario, consensus, big for, scenario, yeah, yeah. big scenario. But advantage. the scenario did come in my favor, and Reverse that was last year. capture and control. Yep. Yep. Because Jay wants to be far back. Capture and control, if you have an army that can set up on the line and capture and control, advantage to you because you get to take three, like four-fifths of the objective straight away and say, straight up, you've got to come at me. And that was the draw conditions as well, wasn't it, in this one? If it timed out or if it was a draw on yeah. points, whoever got the, the first objective or the most early on or the, something like The that? first person to hold three objectives. Yeah, and like, there's no way Jay was going to set up the elves on the center line because that is so counterproductive to their tactics that yeah. it's not possible. And your army is designed to set up on the center line. Your first drop is literally put a model in the center. 
And yeah. I'd, and it's you know worth pointing out that it's one of the easiest scenarios to actually get a draw in capture and control. Yeah. So that that first condition was really important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You can. I had a feeling that out. the game was never going to come down to a draw. Sure. Um. Mm. So that I never felt that that. No, that's bad script writing. Was going <laughs> to ever come out. Couldn't I always that. felt that this game was going to you know one of us is going to beat the other hand of like. <laughs> Just Pretty solid smash there. the other's army and then that was going to be the result. And I'll just kind of get into this game because yep. first thing, J-Rod 5 on his foresight points. And I, I inwardly swore. That's a standard, isn't it? Because I went <laughs> five. Five or six, always. You know, I would have lived with a, you know, a three, maybe a four, but a five was a bit of a kick to the teeth. But fortunately, I got a one on my first turn priority. So I was able to see a bit of what Jay wanted to do. Uh, my deployment was, as J- Jeremy said, right up front center. I had Gulliver in the back, which King in an offensive mm. position. Used the captain to kind of see where um, Jay's first warband was coming down and then consolidate from there. So first turn was already a big turn. Jay runs forward with um, Elrond yeah, I don't and like drops a Wrath. Mm, don't like it. Not in range of any of my heroes. And when I saw it, I went... But I'm designed to take a wrath like this. And you even said that. You you said you, you did the mat. You said, Jay, I've designed my army to stop a little wrath. I think <laughs> I think actually, yeah, I think I said that. Did I'm you like, really? He went, On stream. He, yeah, he went to move okay. in, got in the range and went was about to roll the dice and went, and this is and I think I turned <laughs> to the camera and said, This is why I put an extra nine <laughs> shields in my army so for this exact moment. And it happens. And he got two kills and, and he got Two kills, knocked down a whole bunch of dudes, and I'm like, all right, maybe he's going to follow up, but he didn't want to overextend. And I'm like, you're not contesting any of the objectives. You want to break me and then consolidate onto the objectives? I'm like, all right, if that's going to be your your plan for this game, kill my army, then get the objectives, I'm going to make sure that if, by some miracle, you manage to smash my Gork to the point where you can start running guys through the middle of my shield wall, I'm going to make sure that there are no orcs like there is no way you can physically do classic that. die slowly tactics. so jeremy like remember those die slowly tactics oh, yeah. they were in full force my right flank was all about it just not letting him be get just bodies 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 yeah, bodies everywhere push I could forward slowly don't engage make a little horseshoe around the army and just say come and yeah. fight me and as i said i had i had a reactive first turn so the witch king mm. is like gully go over there Happens i'm bringing you, go you someone a lot, doesn't it <laughs> gully flies forward I used the Witch King's Compel to guarantee a, uh, uh, not a charge for me, but uh, pull Jay into combat with me. So I didn't have to take a terror check. The old Gulliver pulling the model off. Gulliver lined it up, picked up that elf and went, right, Elrond, I'm coming for you with the hell. And Arwen, I'm going to get you too. Lines up the hill, and then the T.O. comes over and says, no, you're only hitting Elrond. No, no, this is hilarious. Because you were like, okay. <laughs> you're like, this this hill, I've lined it up perfectly, so it hits every single model on this table and also some on the other table as well. And Jay's like, no, it only hits a single model. So you called in the moderator, and the moderator said, Kylie, that's ridiculous. I didn't call in. No, no, Jay, Jay called it in. Yeah, yeah. And it was fair because it's like, Kylie, come on. That's ridiculous. And then he's like, Jay, come on. It's not one model. It's a bunch of models. Get that hero, not the other hero. And then it's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Well, I, I stayed in my tent. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, Jay didn't hear that. It was much of a muchness because the main thing was get 
Elrond off his horse and get him prone. Sometimes, Kyle, in this one, I will say, if you really wanted to pull that off, you have to talk to your opponent beforehand. You say, yeah. I'm setting up here. Is this enough to get both of them? No, I'll move it over a bit. Is that enough? Yep, fantastic. you got to almost do that negotiation. And you that, have yeah. to. Yeah. There's yeah. no choice. Because you can't surprise yeah. someone and just say, I hit your three heroes. Yeah. Because yeah. they're, they're guaranteed to dispute it because it, it is hard to see. Yeah. It is yeah. really hard to see that. And you know, yeah, I think what caught me off too is Gulliver doesn't sit in the exact center of the base he's no, slightly that's back yeah, and I was measuring solutions. off his rock yeah. Yeah. he's so a he little bit like kind yeah. of um, shrug because it's because he's got one leg higher than the other yeah. I reckon that's yeah. part of it yeah, yeah. 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 so some, you know that happens Negotiate. went against me but th- the main thing was I've got Alrond yeah no knocked him prone and to add a bit of a sweetener on it <laughs> which King caught her at combat so on top of the I think it was four kills off the hill Gulliver then decided hey Alrond can I fit there next to you? And Elrond's like, grabs the base, checks it out. Yes. Yes, you can. I'm going to strike. And Gulliver went, cool. I'm going to kill these dudes instead. No, no, this, this was the moment where the game was for you, Carly, because what you did, you went ahead on kills. You had positioning, ding, ding, ding. And you were able to suck down Elrond's resources, ding, 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 because you called the ultimate green dragon move, the best thing ever, the script writer's so cheesy thing, you called the heroic bluff. You went in yeah. and Jay didn't know what to do against the heroic bluff. He shouldn't have thrown that might away because you were never going in ever. Never going the in stream there. was comments. She's not going in. Oh my God, he's fell for it. She's not going in. She's never going in here. This is a classic green dragon move. Some wow. people on the stream didn't were, were like, she's going to die there. But some people weren't. No, Most no. of the people that were saying I wasn't going in were Aussies though. So I will say that. Mm, and, and we have seen your book and it says, yeah. call a heroic bluff against Elrond. Don't go in. It, it was a classic move. Like, it was it was such a scripted yeah. move. And even the point where you're like, can we measure the base? Am I in? And it's like, clearly yeah. in. You're easily in. So, you're like, am I over here? Am I going to go over here? <laughs> so if you're ever looking for an a play that epitomizes positioning, tempo, ding, and ding, resources, ding, 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 all ding, three, ding, ding, ding. this was probably the oh, play to look up. So good. So, so I've got it on like repeat just in the background whenever I'm doing things, just that play. Just so to, in that turn, I managed to knock off a will point from you can the Barrowite. Jay's heart breaks. <laughs> I managed to throw off a will point from the Barrowite, um, knocking <laughs> out one of Elrond's will points. Yes, yes, yes. And I managed to knock out a might point as well. So I was, I was very happy because mm-hmm. the goal of this game, get rid of Elrond's might. Once Elrond's might is gone, Gulliver has control of this game. Mission one complete. Tick. Well, he wasn't out of might yet. He's on his butt, so I'm not having to deal with him next turn. So I bought myself a turn already. He's on the ground. He's got a couple of points of will left or whatever. He's got a couple two points, points of will, of two points of might. Yep. So I'm like, all right, I've got myself a whole turn next turn to to do whatever I like because Elrond's not getting in, in range to to charge mm. or get into Gulliver or anything funky like that. So what do you like to do, Kylie? Well, what I like to do, Jeremy, is let my opponent move because they have <laughs> foresight. And react to everything that Was this doing. the one where Jay spent a bunch of the foresight to move first? Uh, I think he spent uh, two points this okay. turn. So yep. he spent two points, yep. grabbed priority. Armin runs forward, drops a wrath, charges into two orcs. And <laughs> he then dogpiles onto, onto Gulliver. Yep. And I'm like, okay, all right, that's fine. No, no, this was just the normal elves, wasn't it? Because Elrond was yes. out of range. Yeah, so Elrond was out yep. of range and... Elrond at this point so it's more is, like a puppy it almost felt a bit <laughs> indecisive about what Elrond was trying to do here because Jay was really focused on getting the Wrath to get maximized kills. Mm-hmm. Just, just hit, keep hitting guys and get kills yeah, yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, that really was strange. And choice. I was on the yeah, opposite end I of agree. the spectrum. I was worried about the Wrath hitting Gully or the Witch King and denying me ability to 
to yeah. actually react, mm-hmm. knocking out my might, knocking out my will, because I don't want Ghoulie on the ground. That's yeah. a whole turn where he's not killing stuff. Yeah, then, yeah, exactly. And that pretty much is the this kind of this game was all about Gulabai. It was how many kills is Gulabai going to get this turn? Because <laughs> I, spoiler alert, he gets another three this turn, so he's already up to nine kills. On yeah, turn, like end of turn two. Spoiler alert. <laughs> 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 Wins up to pause. Yeah. <laughs> Wins the combat, kills another three elves. And at that point, I'm looking at Jay's dead pile and seeing 10 elves. And I'm looking at my dead pile and seeing a couple of orcs and going, if I can keep this pace up, I think I'm going to start running away from this game. And uh, you had from it. the game or with the game? Both the game. From the game and with this, the game. This, <laughs> this, was, this, was, this was the turn that kind of started setting everything up because Jay came forward. Just imagine us sprinting out of the room. I've got it. Jay I've came got it, forward. Lads. I bet you're wrong. I've got it. <laughs> Jay came forward, engaged my orc line, and the Witch King went, right, that banner's dying. Sniped off his banner with a black dart. And then Barry White once again warmed up his hands and went, Elrond, here's a paralyzed coming straight at you. Bang. Hits Elrond with the Paralyze. And I prepared Elrond, this Paralyze earlier. <laughs> Elrond is sitting there. Warm up the hands for it. Elrond is sitting there going, I need a five and I've only rolled a four. Am I going to throw my last might at this? And Elrond went, I think I've got to do it. I, I think, think you also right like convinced Jay to do it as well. You're like, you have to, don't you? Or, so like, or Jay started, con- he's like, oh, I think I have to here. And you're like, yeah, 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 you do. <laughs> <laughs> and Jay spent his last might and... It was at that point when Jay threw his last might point with Elrond to block the paralyze. I I looked at looked at the game and went, yeah, I think I've got it. Picked up Elrond. It's about three turns after everyone else realized. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm still playing out a full game as well. That's the way it goes though. Sometimes when you're in the middle of it and and everyone's like looking around you and even your opponent's going, yeah, you got this, and you're just like so focused. You're like. Oh, what if this happens or that happens to you? Yeah, you but know? I was in that yeah. full moment. So Kylie's like, what if I'm everything goes wrong? Moment. And yeah. we're like, if everything goes wrong, you've got a pile of orcs and four objectives. Like, If everything goes wrong, you'd probably still win. Yeah. 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 And at this point, like at this point as well, I hadn't thrown a single spell at Kidan. I hadn't worried about the elf terror. No. I hadn't worried about my own terror. Mm-hmm. And I was just min-maxing as much as I could. Gulivar. It was Gulivar fighting and everyone else waiting. Gulivar quite literally killed two-thirds of Jay's army by himself. Mm-hmm. Just went around just chomping guys. And I think Andreas kind of said it kind of the best during um, the stream with the stream commentary was Jay's out of resources. Ding. Ding. Arwen's dead. Elrond's out of might and will. He's just got the freebie left. He's got nothing left on on Kidan. And I might have no might on the Witch King or on Barry White, but Gully's got three points of might. And if you're ever in a game state where Gully's got three points of might and you've got none, mm. I think it's I think it's time to have a look at what's going on. Yeah, look, this is it's not a great situation to be in. No, at this point, Kylie, I'm pretty safe to say you've absolutely got this game. There was some cleanup at the end of it, yeah. and the cleanup wasn't particularly tactical. It was going no. through the motions. I think at one point I was trying to look for a better better like models to go into, better models to kill, and I just went, ah, screw it, I'll get rid of Kidan now. Went into Kidan and killed Kidan, and. Honestly, I'm I'm actually pretty proud of how I played this game. I think it's probably one of the best, if not the best, game be. I've ever played. This game was by far the most one-sided out of the the ones that I saw from this opening day. It was yeah. you like literally from the first point of deployment, you had the game. Like there was not there's not like I think I think Jay came in without a plan and was waiting to see what you did, and you waited to see what he did, and your waiting was better than his waiting because you have an army that loves to react. His army is a bit more proactive, and it just didn't didn't quite work. 
Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a it was a it was a good script. It was a good script. It was a <laughs> such a good eighties movie, Karate Kid. I love it. I love it. Really so good. I managed to walk away with it, got the seven two win and managed to earn myself the distinctive title of uh international champion. The master. The master. The master. We're all masters now, Kylie. Whatever you want to You've call it. You finally joined the masters team. <laughs> You've joined us. One Did of it us. With, uh, dare I say, more dramatic and more stylish fashion. <laughs> than my Gundabad Orc losing my troll brute every game and winning four games <laughs> yeah. masters. Yes. <laughs> you definitely do it with more style than that rubbish. <laughs> well done, Kylie. Thank you so much. Yep. Well Congratulations. Done. It's, it well was, done. It's been an absolute journey to, to like come in and play this and like, it's actually been on my bucket list for a long time. Win the biggest before you even knew the game existed. Apparently, <laughs> well, not not that long, but no, no. I, I've I always... feel like I feel like you've been waiting around for this to appear. Honestly, yeah. Yeah, honestly, I, I kind of have. <laughs> yeah, I kind of have. And we to... talked about this back in like 2006, 2007. You talked about like wanting to travel around and going and taking on like the biggest tournament. And at that point, there was no biggest tournament. Like it was just, yeah, it was what it was. So that that I was. Think... I, I yeah. remembered, um, I think it was 2012, 2013, one of those years, you and I went along to about 15 tournaments together, yeah. about half of them were interstate, and uh, oh, we yeah. thought, yeah, that's... Yeah. We, the marathon. That that year was just like, oh, wow, this is crazy, we're like traveling every every second week or whatever to It was like one tournament tournaments. every three weeks. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 And, and that was the time when people said, does anyone play that game? And you're like... I went to a tournament every week for the whole year. Yeah, yeah. It, it actually like was weekends where we were like yeah. going to one tournament in Sydney, flying back to Melbourne, playing in another tournament, then flying over to like South to, to Adelaide yeah. to play you, in a tournament. I did you, that. You went I played from three Sydney to Brisbane same, or something, yeah. didn't you? Yeah, three tournaments in one weekend. I think we drove over to South Adelaide that uh, to South Adelaide, to Adelaide that year, did we? South Australia. Yeah, yeah. There's one yeah. where we, we did an all night drive, and I mm. I think I ended up driving. You two slept the whole way. That was. On the way back, yeah, there was I, I was stuffed, yeah. But um, <laughs> it was ridiculously insane. That, that was, was like a crazy year, yeah. and now we're going international and we're we're traveling overseas. Yeah. And uh, I'd just like to point out as well, there is a Articon System Open tournament now in New Zealand. Ooh, ooh, yeah. ooh, ooh. Uh, bef- that'll be during the year at, at some point. I can look up the dates on that, but uh, that is to go along with the Australian one. So, which is obviously Clash, I believe, which is on the. Uh, Anzac Day weekend, which is the 25th yeah. of April, around Damn, that date. That's so so biased against people who have military connections. Oh, what a pain. <laughs> but, well, yeah. Um, is, isn't that usually early in the morning, though? Can't you can't you get that through? To Sydney. I mean, you could go you could on go to, to any parade. No, no, because I march at the Anzac Day March every year. Oh, so okay. I, there's right. no way I can attend that. But that's all right. There's no way I can attend Articon either, so that's not a problem. <laughs> when, when will they... Develop instant teleportation. It's Once again, I'll long. give my ticket to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> but the New Zealand one might be an option for you. That actually, like, yeah. legitimately, that might be. But I don't want to, like, I don't know. I don't want to take it off someone like Lockie or, or someone who might You're actually. You're not take taking it. it off them. Yeah. Yeah, I will. If, if you can't go, then you just pass along to the next player, whoever plays next. Which is a question I asked because. I wonder if they'll let me write the book for them as well. Yeah, probably not, no. No, 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 no. no. That's more of a Kylie thing. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Well, well done, Kylie. That was fantastic. Thank you so much. Fantastic. And, and listeners, I hope you really like us congratulating ourselves again because I feel like most of our episodes are going that way lately. Seems to be. Right. It's like, yeah. it's, it's becoming I've, a bit repetitive. Like, we went to a tournament and we won. <laughs> like, I on. felt it's as well. Ridiculous. One of the things I'm really, really so, like kind of privileged to have done over the course of the weekend was kind of show off our play style. <laughs> 
show off. I love it. I love it. Show off our playstyle a bit and actually show that it's we're not like full of hot air. Now you and know what? When we say our our playstyle, we need to be a bit specific with this. It's a playstyle that's developed from a, like a pretty much a localized area. Like it's it's been essentially the Melbourne key players playstyle, and it's been all based on just misdirection. Like it's a real misdirection style where it's like, yeah, oh, you think I'm doing this? No, I'm not. I'm doing something else, and it's sort of grown out of that. And it's been taken on by a lot of people, but it's like we heard it said the Australian style, and I don't know if it is the Australian style. Yeah, I no, think, it, it, I think there not. are more Australians adopting it. I know Andrew kind of there adopts is. The Andrew's got his own thing. I, I but, don't think he. I mean, he's learned some things. Yeah, uh, and he's yeah. maybe co-opted parts, but he he's, doesn't he really play the same way no. that we do. No. Um, and when it's we, it's 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 basically Kylie and I, and you yeah. do sometimes. And that, I pr- I've pretty much copied bits from both of you. Um, yeah, but like David plays in a very different style. He does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Nick plays a little bit like us, but mostly, mostly like almost cross between David as well. It's not, mm. it's not everyone's style, and it, a lot of it is just okay. We've got to play in B and C, so we're happy to give up our A game to play on a mm. lower level just to confuse you because. We want the game to be as confusing as possible, and then we'll out we'll win because we've got more experience with confusing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that is yeah. A, it's all about uncertainty. It's all about you know not allowing your opponent to ever be in a comfortable position where That's they right. know That's what's right. going yeah. to happen. Yep. Um, I I remember a very early game that we played, Jeremy, uh, and you were like, um. You had it was Dwarves versus Hunter Rocks. It was that draw we played actually. Oh, yeah. yeah, you remember that one? Classic and I remember draw. there yeah. was a move somewhere during that game, and you're you were like, "Well, are you going to do this or are you going to do that?" And I said, mm, "I'm not sure." And you said, "Perfect, because I win no matter what." You do. <laughs> yes, and I'm like, "Ow, okay, <laughs> rightio then." And Don't go into my tactics. I have I have a surprise. <laughs> I talk a lot more in games than Kylie does. Kylie tends to go. Yeah, Kylie, Kylie gets, gets quiet. Yeah, yeah, but I I I talk through it, and I do a lot of misdirection talking, and and yeah, I think that might change now though, because like maybe I hope so. Yeah, because one thing I did not expect after winning this tournament was just. Like hitting this point of like, okay, I've done it all now. It's time to have fun. I'm kind, so glad you're having fun and you're like taking like, like that was camels a, in battle companies. I didn't realize you could have fun with Lord of the Rings. What is this? I had an absolute, <laughs> I had an absolute blast playing those four games. The four hardest games probably I've ever 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 played. And to kind of three hit, hardest games you've ever played. <laughs> oh, that's, that's, rough. that's rough. <laughs> that's rough. That's rough. That's rough. And a little bit rude. But yeah, no, I'm just, I'm kind of just really thankful now that I, I play this game and met so many awesome friends along along the way and stuff. And you know, it's past kicking back in past twelve months have and been, you know, it was a really interesting inside me of, all along. I've learned, and we all grew as well. You learned something through my <laughs> sentimental, humble moment that I was trying to set up, and you know, try and congratulate and thank yeah. all my opponents and stuff, and you know, try to be really appreciative of the game. Just throw it back in my face. <laughs> stop! Stop trying to be. Oh. Stop trying to be a nice person. We so, are who we are. You Kylie. know what? Yeah, I'll we, stop we being a nice person. It. You've joined us on this Good. podcast journey, and this is uh, how we <laughs> grow as people. I don't, the, the thing is, I don't know why I expect it to be different <laughs> yeah. every we, time we I go told you before into the cast. one of these monologues. I start the monologue, and then immediately halfway through, you start throwing shade at me, and I'm like, why do I do this again? Uh, yeah, look, I'm going to close up there because it's getting getting a bit late. So mm-hmm. this has been the Green Dragon Podcast. It's probably our pinnacle episode ever. We have a champion the of the world here with us in our midst, in person. And I would like you all to remember, listeners, Kylie wins games. <laughs> <laughs>
Thanks for stroking my ego there, Jeremy. <laughs> Much appreciated, I think. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Green Dragon Podcast. Please be advised that the Green Dragon Podcast is not suitable for children, the elderly, pregnant women, those with a history of heart conditions, or anyone expecting to receive worthwhile advice. You can contact us on the Green Dragon Podcasts at gmail.com. Yes, it has an S at the end. Or our Facebook page, The Green Dragon Podcast. We do not claim ownership of any works based on J.R.R. Tolkien, New Line Cinema, Warner Brothers, or Games Workshop. This podcast is purely for entertainment. The thoughts, as rare as they are, are solely that of our hosts and guests. Farewell, listener, until we meet again.